Welcome back. We are on episode 62. Tonight, we kind of have like a whole panel coming on. We have Mike from uh, Matt Bach. We have Christian Gress from Christian Gress and his YouTube channel. We have It's Millar Time, myself, and then my other buddy, Mike from Heat Holders HTX, should be joining us here in just a little bit. Uh, but thank you guys for coming on. Also, a uh, huge shout out to Brownells. Brownells is an awesome sponsor of our podcast and YouTubes and all the other fun stuff. So please go head on over to Brownells. Use code BOP10 if you want to do that or use code TRIGGERED. It helps out one of our buddies if you use code TRIGGERED. And then uh, head on over to Boring Rifles. Uh, if you are in the long range market or anything like that, use code STS10. So Sierra Tango Sierra 1010. Um, you can head on over there, save you 10% off actions, barrels, all the other fun stuff they have over there. And it'll help you out tremendously. Uh, and it will help them out tremendously. Uh, they're American made guns here, right here in the good old US of A. The guy is a super awesome family owned company. So please go support Brownells because Brownells is a huge sponsor and also go support uh, Boring Rifles because they are pretty awesome, and the rifles shoot phenomenally. I believe half them away guarantee on all their guns. Um, so to get into it tonight, guys, I really wanted to talk about guns, um, considering we are a gun podcast. Uh, I really want to go over kind of rifle setups. Everybody's kind of different rifle setups and kind of how-tos, different things. And then I wanted to go over pistol setups, whether that be at your EDC gun, your war gun, anything like that. It's not necessary if you don't have you, it. You love my setup. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to go over that and see what everybody's rocking. And then uh, I'm not going to say like critique, but I really want to know uh, why you're running a certain thing the way you're running it, stuff like that. Uh, and people are going to ask me the same thing. Um, just realize that my rifle does not have backup iron sights because I have an aim point and that's all you need in life. Um, <clears throat> so let's get into it. Uh who wants to go first? Nobody. All right. Nobody's hopping on. I that mean, I'll, I'll go. Okay. I, I mean, I'm still trying to fully grasp what we're, we're throwing oh, down. So, here. okay. So let's, let's start off with rifles. All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll go first and kind of how I have mine set up. We'll talk about, uh, you know, if, how you built it or, or whatnot, but uh, I did get a lot of my parts over at Brownells cause they are a pretty awesome company, but I have an aim point T2 on a one nine three mount. Uh, I have a 13.9 upper Sons of Liberty Gunworks bolt carry group and barrel um, that I had sent off to Trajectory Arms and they kind of did all the gas system stuff. It's got a pin gas block by Trajectory Arms. I'm running a Midwest Industries two-piece free float rail, which to be honest, I'm, I almost I almost want to change it out for the Criterion one, but we'll talk about that here in a little bit. I'm running a Surefire M3, M340 dual fuel, the new turbo series. I have a three-prong flash hider for the suppressor that I don't have yet. Uh, I have, uh, I'm running a vertical grip. So Slate Black Industries SVG vertical grip. I absolutely love this. Um, and then my upper is just the upper receiver is just a K arm slick side. I know that a lot of people are gonna be like, you need a forward assist. I beg to differ. Um, and then my LMT lower, uh, fantastic lower. I absolutely love this thing. Uh, probably one of the best ambi lowers I think I've run to date. And I don't know of too many that can kind of compete with it. Uh, and then going into the trigger, it's a Geisley Super Dynamic. No, it's not. This is the SSP. No, no, no. It's the Super Dynamic 3-gun. My bad. Uh, I have too many Geisley triggers, apparently. Uh, forward control designs, AMB safety, uh, B5 stock and grip, um, and then just random lower parts, like I have a titanium uh, buffer retaining pin. So 
uh, kind of the setup for this was kind of like my do everything rifle. Like I really, I really wanted this gun to be able to just kind of go into whatever role I need it to. Um, I can run a magnifier on the back and kind of reach out with my aim point to about 300 yards. I actually did it with, with no magnifier. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, and then the, uh, the whole, the whole reasoning was I just wanted a gun that no matter what, if I had to run out of my house, which gun am I going to grab? Like, this is the one that I wanted to grab. So I feel like this kind of runs into the fighting rule, runs into the like sustainment type of deal. I realize it doesn't have a forward assist, but this gun has very many, many thousands of rounds on it. And I've, I've never had an issue <laughs> with that. Uh, and it's spec'd out perfectly and it runs like a champ, uh, not an insane amount of recoil. Uh, I absolutely love the LMT lower. I have changed the lower a few times. I've gone back and forth between the guys lower and this, but I've, I've stuck with this. This has been my, I've got almost, almost a thousand rounds so far on the lower. Um, just having fun with that. And then the stock and grip, I've been enjoying it. I really want the SOT mod enhanced stock, but I just went with the regular B5. Um, it's got a paint job on it from Ape Defense, but I mean, to be honest, you don't need that. It's not necessary. So you've, you've got the Bravo stock. Yeah, the the whatever the the regular one is. Yeah, the, 50, the fifty dollar one. Um, I've been enjoying it. It's fantastic. Oh, and then my Geisley charging handle. So when I run this suppressed, it's not like insanely overgassed, but it it does spit gas in your face just a little bit because I want it to be overgassed. But I mean, what are your thoughts? Like, what would you change? What would you keep? Um, I do need backup iron sights. I've actually been looking at the peak flip ups when they come out. Those are the ones I want to get. I mean, the first thing for me is uh, forward assist because I've used mine. I don't know how many times in the past two years. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that you, you brought it up a few times, but I think that would be my first critique, uh, critique would be forward assist. Um, outside of that, I mean, the other thing, and we were kind of chatting on this the other day, but light position, you run yours on the right side uh, being mm -hmm. your lefty. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that so you so can actually way. hit the the back yep. of the button right because i run mine i run mine right side being righty but that's more so i can i still have full view out of my left eye from my optic with no obstruction from a light in front that's another thing i wanted to get in why why do you need view i've never see i've never seen on. that i've never never had a light obstruct my view <laughs> i don't i don't know anybody anybody else have any like suggestions things i should change uh magnification I, had, I said i have a three i have a 3x magnifier that i can put on oh i missed that yeah i um i absolutely maybe it's because i'm getting old and my my eyes are starting to to fail on me but you know there's something there's something about uh even if you don't need the magnification uh having the ability to make to identify targets out even past you can shoot. Uh, I have a sugar weasel that has a one to six scope on it and it just triggers the hell out of people. Uh, they're like, what, what was such a short barrel? What do you need magnification like that for? It's like, well, you know, I would rather be able to out see what I can shoot than vice versa. Yeah. So I'm big, yeah, I'm big on magnification. Definitely. I am, I am too. I have a, I have a three X magnifier and I'll be getting, I'll be actually be getting the G 45 in pretty soon, but nice. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that on the Omni mount. Cause I'm going to run that yep. on the 2.26 height. Cause I want yep. the flip to center version. And I want that for the Geisley 14 five that I'll be doing. So that's. I have, I have the G 45 on a Omni mount. Uh, it's, 
it's a great setup. You have good taste. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted a five X, so I figured I figured why not? But that's going to be a different upper, so that's not going to yeah. be this upper. But this one, I have a three X that I can very easily. It's a Vortex three X. I really want the three X Micro because I hear it's lighter. But the Vortex three X I have, I actually got for free because a buddy didn't want it. So that was nice. back when I was poor. I'm still poor. So there we go. Do, do those? <laughs> um, do those? Are do they require like a thirty millimeter uh, mount? To hold on to them or do they no, have the, it's the eotech pattern it's vortex special mount like okay. uh, it's technically not an eotech pattern because vortex yeah. apparently was like ha you can't use any other mount but ours so they and it's it, it is the world's shittiest mount i wish good job uh, good job vortex <laughs> right <laughs> it's 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 garbage um but it works you know so it's like yeah so it's like i don't i don't know maybe i'll run the g45 on this and maybe i'll yeah. I'll, I'll put that one on the other one because i know the g45 has a better mount i don't know maybe i just go to 2.26 for everything and say screw it but um i have really been enjoying the setup i mean this this gun is is dumb fast and i've probably got well over a thousand rounds on here without a without a very in, de in detailed cleaning um i normally just add lubricant to the bolt care group and it keeps going so i've never had an issue chugging it along oh and then i'm also running the geisley super 42 spring with an h1 in it that one that spring has i i i, I tout the blue spring with the h1 or h2 buffers um, but that spring is honestly, there's, there's nothing like it. It's quiet. And I really like how quiet it feels and sounds like when you're, when you run it, like it's super quiet. And I really like that. It's been fantastic. Which Geisley charging handle are you running on that one? This is the government charging handle. So this is a real small, small handles. This is the way. I like it, but I'm not going to lie, man. I mean, nothing beats the purchase on a Radian or even uh, my PRI is really good. I like that one. I don't know. Christian, what do you got? Uh, as far as rifle or uh, charging handle? Uh, well, let's go critiques first, and then we'll dig into your rifle if you want. Yeah, I mean, as far as um, I, I like your setup, I mean, I, I am with uh, uh, Malara there as far as uh, the uh, forward assist. I, I kind of like having a forward assist. I have had some situations where I've needed it, so um you know uh, there's that so i mean as far as the um i know the uh mike mentioned the magnification issue and yeah that's a good point having you know uh, lvpo but i'll be honest on on my kind of go-to rifle i don't have that um because i'm figuring you know household type stuff um you know grabbing and going and having to shoot stuff i don't need to be fumbling around with magnification so that's just kind of my thought i'm thinking you know really close in type stuff here uh so i i personally run an aimpoint pro on mine um but uh and then you know backup sites i mean i i have them you know i mean but i mean like kind of like you said aimpoint <laughs> i right. mean i've never had to use them the 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 battery lasts so dang long on the the aim points um that you know it's not really been an issue for me um and i got you know I, my setup i mean i basically had some version of this for the last 10 years so um it's really kind of i don't say antiquated um i mean i've changed out the handguard i'm running a, a geisley uh a mark 14 handguard on it currently but i've had a troy alpha on it one time um and nobody you know i mean i don't even know other than some movies <laughs> you're not going to see many people with a troy alpha rail these days it seems um but uh 
you know, I, I got Troy backup sites on there. Those are actually one of my favorites, uh, a set of backup sites. And then I do got a Geisley charging handle as well, uh, an airborne one. Um, but, uh, you know, prior to that, I mean, I had, uh, I'll kind of throw this thing out here. See, um, prior to that, I did have a BCM Bravo company charging handles. Um, and it's pretty, uh, this is a basically built on a spikes lower receiver. Um, I'm running the, the maritime, uh, uh, bolt catch from Geisley as well. Uh, just a regular old Magpul CTR stock, Magpul sling, um, as far as the light that I got, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I never really been into the, you know, having uh, pressure switches and stuff for my lights. I just like one that's got a button that I press on it. So I got an air socket light with a Malkoff head on it. Um, and it's, I mean, it's not like the Perfect. super lumen monster, you know, I mean, but as far as, uh, I mean, I've never had a problem with it. And this thing is old. It's like not new at all. Um, and, um, you know, I got a suppressor on here. It's, uh, it's my tried and true uh, uh, rugged Razor 762 uh, with a, a Coltac um, a high temp uh, cover on there. Um, the only other thing that's a little weird on this, probably that folks um, uh, probably don't know a lot about, is this Innovative Arms uh, up receiver. It does have a gas setting on it. It's a two position switch. Um, I got this years ago and decided to swap out the the spikes tactical upper receiver for this guy and um never had any issues with it i mean it, it works good um and then the only other thing that's going to be a little different on this lower is the trigger <laughs> so i'm not running no high speed trigger on this uh in a way but uh it's actually a franklin armory binary trigger um so it's got a heavy you know semi-auto trigger on there but in binary i can run it pretty dang fast if i want to and um and it's been super reliable. I actually run this lower with a dedicated 22 upper quite often. And um I've never I I've, I've taken it out a, a few times over the years to kind of do a thorough inspection and reclean and a reset on it. And it it you know it's always served me well. Um this has got to be probably one of the oldest <laughs> uh BFS three triggers that Franklin Armory put out. I mean, I think I got this like the first year they offered them. So but um but yeah, that's, that's my setup. Um, as far as, uh, uh, I am kind of been taking a liking to a Geisley setup though, that I put together last year. Uh, this was, uh, a 10 and a half inch upper, um, uh, Geisley upper and I built the lower on it. It's got the SSAEX trigger, uh, with a mod light setup as far as the light and EOTech uh law tactical side folder uh i'm running the super 42 buffer um setup with the h3 buffer it runs super smooth a set of uh midwest industries flip up sites um and uh actually rather than using a regular push button on the rear i decided for once to try <laughs> try something different and i went with a unity tactical uh hot button so i'm kind of liking mm. that thing it's pretty pretty sweet actually um but uh i'm liking this one a lot but i'm still not you know ready to throw it into the uh the role of you know do everything or you know my go-to rifle and you know if i gotta grab something in a, in a hurry and go with it um you know the eotech kind of worries me because it's got really crappy battery life um you know I, I wish i would do something a little different with that i, I understand it is what it is but uh but yeah so maybe at some point this uh ends up being 
you know, my secondary or something, but, but right now my spikes tactical hodgepodge of stuff that I put together over the years. Um, that's, that's my, my go-to on that. So what, uh, what made you go with a binary trigger? Cause I know everyone's going to ask the same question. Like why, well, why for I your go-to gun would you run a binary? Honestly, uh, I just ran a mil spec in it for a long time. So, um, and I put the binary in it five years ago and I just, you know, I mean, I've run so many, I have, I bet you, <laughs> I, I'd be willing to bet I got nine, 10,000 rounds for that thing. Um, and I've never had any problems with it. Um, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of a, a quirky thing there, but, um, uh, you know, uh, I've, again, I've not had any issues with it. And it's a Franklin Armory, not a Fostec that's prone to breakage and stuff like that. So that's the other difference. It's, I mean, they're actually made pretty well, the components, um, unlike some of the, the competitors. I mean, I've thought about changing it out. I mean, the Geisley trigger, I like a lot. Um, you know, uh, the, I really like the SSAEX uh, trigger. Um, you know, I can run that thing really fast. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just kind of left that one alone with that binary. It's always been in there. Um, it's a SBR lower. So I think that's the other thing. I can swap a lot of stuff on it. And, um, you know, having that, that extra fun setting on there is kind of nice. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, until I have a reason to swap it out, I just, just kind of left it in there. So. Yeah, why not? Instead of just saying "fuck them," it's "fuck them" really quickly. You know, like <laughs> yeah. You. I mean, that thing. I mean, I Get know it's out. not the same as you know uh, a third pin uh, setup, but um, you know, I it it works. It, basically, the way I can describe it, the you know, if you just run it in the semi stage or semi auto uh, setting, it's like a, a mil spec trigger. It's not fancy. It's not light. It's not a super fancy trigger as far as that's concerned. Um, but in the binary setting, you can run that thing pretty fast and do some pretty quick bursts with it. Um, and I think that's uh, maybe an advantage to have, um, you know, if, if the, the time arises. But um, but yeah, I mean, prior to that, I always just ran a mil spec trigger. I didn't run anything fancy in it. Um, like I said, I've had that set up a long time <laughs> and it's went through a lot of changes. But one of the things I didn't really change much in its triggers, I went from a, like I said, a, a, a mil spec trigger over to that, that binary trigger five, maybe six years ago. I don't, I don't even remember. Time seems like it's flying by so fast these days. I don't, I mean, I got stuff that, you know, I can't believe I've had as long as I had. So, right. I feel you. <laughs> Anybody else have any questions about your builds? I, well, I did have one, but go ahead. I'll let somebody else ask. I was going to ask what um, Ambi safety were you running on the Geisley? Uh, just the Geisley one. I did the oh, Ultra okay. Duty uh, lower parts kit. Sorry, I didn't get too much into the Geisley. Yeah, I used the Geisley Ultra Duty uh, Duty uh, parts kit and had that kind of like um, uh, different trigger guard. It's got like the angle cuts to it, and then hmm. um, and it's got yeah, it's the Geisley Ambi. Uh, uh, safety selector on there so that's is a that 90 degree gun? oh sorry go ahead i was gonna say if is it is that the 90 degree one or the that they make a 45 uh no it's 90 degrees it's not a it's not a short throw and ahead, i was Mike. gonna ask if the um if the additional uh safety lever was a was a shorter one or if it was a full size uh yeah it's actually shorter it's um yeah, yeah i don't know if really you can tell there but uh yeah. yeah it's it's actually a shorter one and um you know i i know a lot of people run the the short throw selectors i i just i've 
it's kind of one of those things. I, I, I don't run Ambi uh, safety selectors generally, um, you know, but all of my stuff has 90 degrees and I hate to throw, <laughs> throw a lot of changes in there. So I just, you know, I never got into the short throw stuff, but, um, but yeah, it's just a 90 degree um, and it's got a larger selector on the left-hand side uh, from the shooter's perspective. And then for, on the right-hand mm -hmm. side, it's got the shorter uh, lever. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I also prefer uh, 90 degree, a full, nice, heavy click yeah. and uh, just shorter on the offhand side. Uh, it's easier. You're not catching up your hand. Yeah, exactly. No, thank you. I don't really... Same same thing on my boat. I like, I mean, everything I have is 90. The 45 yeah, I... doesn't bother me. I don't care if it's longer on the other side or not. It doesn't run into my finger because I just trained around it the whole time. Because yeah, when I was in the yeah. army, when I was in the army, I had to I had to flip the safety from this side with my knuckle. So mm -hmm. so I, I it just never bothered me. It's always been in my way. So I've yeah. always had to train around it being left-handed. So it's never never been a thing. But I realize there are a lot of people out there who, who are like, oh. But yeah, I run forty-five, and I don't care if it's long or short on the other side. It's never it's never. Yeah, been. I mean, I, I just have never, you know, um, it, for me, it just was never really a thing. I. I just have always run the 90 degree. I mean, I've had opportunities plenty to run the the short throw. I just never really got into it. And I was like, well, I mean, I, for me, I, I don't know, maybe I'm an old dog. It's sometimes hard to <laughs> try something new to some extent, but, uh, but yeah, but a lot of people run them. I mean, it's all how you train. If it's something you're used to and, and you like it, that's great. I mean, I, it, one day, maybe I try one. And I like it too. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just, you know, for me, I just never really put too much thought into to go in that direction. And, um, you know, even the ambi selectors, typically I don't even run ambi. I just run a, a regular standard safety selector. So. That's good. I, I, I don't have any issues either way. Uh, my M4 has a has a full size ambi safety on both sides, and it's ninety degrees. So I've never had a problem with that either. Yeah. Like that's not an issue. Like that that gun stays the way that that one stays. Never been a problem. So uh, anybody else have any? I, I I did have a thing about the EOTech. What was your what was your gripe other than the battery life with the EOTech? I mean. Other than the battery life, um, it is a little, it is a little bulkier, I would say. Um, that's, it's not too bad though. I mean, it's, you know, it's there. I mean, even the Aimpoint Pro, uh, the mount, I still have the original, you know, with Same. the big old knob on there. It's kind of, you know, and the knob, honestly, um, that's a spot that can hang up on stuff on that Aimpoint mount. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the big thing is the battery life for me. Other than that, I, Honestly, I never had an EOTech till that one. Again, kind of old dog <laughs> scenario. Just never got one, you know. Um, and uh, that one there, actually, a good friend of mine I grew up with, he got that for me. And um, and that was I had this nice EOTech here. This it's a EXPS three uh, O and um, in uh, FBE. And uh, I got that. I was like, well, crap. Now I got to build something for it. <laughs> so that's kind of how the Geisley build started. Was it from an EOTech? so there you go then that's good i myself am, am an eotech enjoyer uh i it was the first optic i ever bought uh it, i was working in a shop that sold them at the time so uh it was my my step into optics they're so crisp uh i have an astigmatism i actually learned that i have an astigmatism because of optics um because i was describing to somebody this like fuzzy warped thing going on and they're like oh you have an astigmatism um, you and 
98% of the gun community figures out they have an astigmatism. I've done the same thing. Right. Yeah, I have a astigmatism, so I know. Yeah, but, um, but that, that EOTech reticles, sharp and clean, uh, it's really easy to look at. Um, that projected hologram is just, you know, it, it eats up a lot of battery, but it's really clean and easy to look at. Uh, and I've, I've never, I've never minded the bulk of the EOTech. Uh, I have AA models, uh, and CR one, two, three models. Um, and all of them have just been just, just tanks. Great, great optics. Uh, again, my, my issue, like everybody else is battery life. Uh, it would be really cool if there was some kind of leave it on shake awake type thing for it. Uh, I think that would probably solve a lot of their issues, uh, I don't know that there's a way to project that hologram and make it more battery efficient. So I feel like the only real way to do that for them would be some kind of shake awake thing. They have the single dot now that they just released for the EXPS series. Apparently that one has way more battery life. Than well, what yeah, because it's, it's a single dot instead of the whole mm-hmm. the, the donut and, and all of that. I'm surprised they released it for the EXPS series. Uh, but the shitty part is, is it's in tan and I hate tan. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with Nothing the wrong uh, with shake awake though. Um, if they, you know, I was thinking the same thing. If they had a uh, came out with a shake awake or something, that would be, you know, because that's the thing is like if you leave it on, you know, I mean, it it kills the battery after you know so many hours, and uh, so you always have to, you know, if I got to grab that thing and go, I got to mentally, you know, prepare for, uh, hey, I got to turn this thing on, you know, where's the aim mm-hmm. point ain't got that problem with it so that's kind of you know and, and again the shake awake if they i mean a lot of other companies have that sort of technology i can't believe that eotech's not at least considering something uh, along those lines especially since again everybody always complains about the battery life on on eotech so well i have one eotech that doesn't have shitty battery life and that's the eflex <laughs> what, what is the battery life on that eflex uh I don't know. Still going. <laughs> good, I, good years. I, I feel like uh, if they were to do the shake wake on the other models, they would have to address the battery issue too, because it takes X amount of time for it to turn to go to sleep. So you would have to you'd need to beef up the battery life, um, just to make sure that you aren't killing need. it, just throwing it in the safe. And well, well I mean, you can it. still turn it off manually. Yeah, you can just still do it. Do what Holosun does, and be like, if it doesn't move for ten minutes, it turns it off. Yeah, well, that's they, they, they. Excuse me, they would need to do that to. Uh, I, I'm to, not gonna to lie. That. I I have my EOTech. I don't ever bother turning it off when I leave the range because I know it's going to turn off in four hours anyway. And I, have, I mean, it's doing better have, than your aim point. So I have CR one twenty three is coming out my ears. So, um, <laughs> I think I can spare a couple for that. Yeah, thing, I think but... I see one there. <laughs> <laughs> The uh the aim point though my my what's so funny is I just replaced the battery in my in my uh pro that one is the little tiny little DL one third that one I've never that one's been I've had that optic for I think like six months it's been on setting eight of nine the whole time like ran perfectly fine um which I totally expected that because that one was just a little too bright and I left it in the safe for, for start, uh... um but the uh the aim point that I have my comp M five. I mean, I've, I've been, I've burned through three batteries. I'm on my fourth. Now I've only had that for like, you got months. lithium this time, right? 
yeah, I have lithium, so I'm waiting for this one to burn out, and then once that happens, I'll put lithium in. If it doesn't, if it doesn't do it, I'm gonna oh, contact okay. Aimpoint and send it back because I think that there's something wrong with it. Just chewing up battery pretty quickly. Like <laughs> I'm like that eh, shouldn't be doing that. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, Mike, what do you have on your? What's your setup? Your go-to setup? Well, uh, this is really kind of mirrors what I have at my desk at work. Uh, uh, the one at work is a 16 inch, but this is a PWS uh, Mark 111, which is an 11.85 inch. Uh, it's a long stroke piston. Uh, it's 223 wild. So mod, mod one or mod two? Uh, this is a mod two. Uh, I also have a mod one. Um, I have a bunch of PWS rifles. I, I really like what they do. I like the long stroke piston setup. Um, especially shooting it suppressed. Uh, it is just a dream to shoot suppressed. <clears throat> I'm not eating gas. So, and it stays really clean on the inside. Um, this particular Mark 111, I don't know, somewhere, uh, somewhere approaching 5,000 rounds through this one. Uh, it's probably been about 1,200 rounds since I've cleaned it. Um, and... I mean, it's like you open it up, you get a little bit of gray on your finger, but all, all of the all of the nasties is up in the gas system. Uh, it doesn't really make it back into the into the body of the thing. So it's uh, it's pretty, pretty fun. Um, I I've moved this thing around a lot uh, for the longest time. This uh, Mark 111 had a T1 micro um, first on a Keck skyscraper mount and then on the um the unity riser that everybody's into now uh i recently well i say recently god it must be like two years ago now uh moved to this setup with the reptilia mount uh it's a 30 millimeter scope mount i've got is it a their, aus, their aus mount it is it is the the aus mount um, I got it specifically because I wanted to, uh, put a red dot on it as well, uh, at the 12 o'clock position. Ooh, look at that uh, 509. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the 509. Um, they're pretty burly. I actually got a, an ACSS 509. I was a little disappointed to see that they were, they had a bigger footprint than the standard 509. Uh, I have a, uh, Glock out at Jaeger works getting milled for a 509, and I was really hoping to put an ACSS 509 on it, but it's, it's just not going to fit. Uh, but but back on this, yeah, I've got it. Um, you know, Reptilia, uh, Aus mount, 30 millimeter. Uh, it's got a primary arms one to eight. Uh, it's uh, it's the SLX series, uh, their silver series, and it's a first focal plane. Um, I, you know, I used to sell uh really high-end optics you know like it used to be that you know u.s optics was like my beater you know but I, like night force and all kinds of just really leupold all kinds of really good stuff um wish i had your budget so, well uh, again i i worked for a company that sold this stuff uh i made friends with the reps immediately <laughs> uh once you get on that pro deal train it's hard to get off but um, you know, the thing that drew me to these primary arms optics uh, is the ACSS reticle. Um, if you talk to me about optics, uh, guns in general, but optics, I'm, I'm going to talk about ACSS. Uh, the reticles are just 
super intuitive, really easy to use. Um, they're all dropped into Straylock now. So if you want to do all of your distance calculations and, you know, get like really drilled down into it, you can do it. But um, the big thing about them is that they are set up to be intuitive. So this, uh, this Raptor is uh, set up so that it's a, a donut and a chevron. And then uh, underneath that chevron, you have all of your, you know, your, your drop, uh, your, your distance markings. It's got windage. It's got all kinds of cool stuff on there. But um, it's, it's daylight bright, uh, easy to use, very, very intuitive to run through. Um, but again, being able to mount uh, because of this house mount, being able to use the, they don't have a 509 uh, specific red dot mount on this yet that I know of, uh, but I was able to use the RMR mount. And of course the 509 comes with that RMR adapter. Um, so what that means is that I've got the ability to, to tuck into it for magnified usage, but if I just relax and kind of chin weld it, uh, then I've got uh, pretty easy passive aiming through the 509. Um, I used a set, uh, very similar setup to this in Texas hunting hogs from a helicopter. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of got lost in it for a second and was trying to run the magnified optic at one power. And I was like, oh, what am I doing? I have this, this other easier to use optic. Um, but that, that setup really worked out. So um, moving, moving along, um, you know, I, I kind of chuckled when when uh, the the no forward assist was mentioned. Uh, the PWS uh, mod two series is also devoid of a forward assist. Um, I have a bunch of guns with and without the forward assist. I don't mind it too much not being there. Um, I have myself used it, uh, but there's been a couple of times. You know, one of my main hunting guns is a 300 black uh, PWS Mark 109 mod two. It does not have a forward assist. Uh, and a couple of times I've dropped the bolt. It didn't quite seat. Uh, it was a little dirty, had some other stuff going on. Yeah, you just put your finger in there and just push the bolt forward. Uh, I mean, I could see where if you had put a couple magazines through it and it was really freaking hot, that might be a little harder. But, you know, it just it's never really bothered me. Uh, well, with that so piston, it doesn't get very hot at the bolt carrier group, so you should be okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it still gets warm uh foreign foreign forward especially but you know it'll um it all it all depends on how you moderate your shooting i guess uh so as far as uh charging handle it's just you know it's a rainier arms uh little ambi guy there uh that's pretty standard with the mod 2 series um the moving forward uh bcm uh stubby grip uh, I really like the BCM littles. They're uh, they're technically angled. Um, they don't fit the ATF def definition of a vertical stick type foregrip. Um, so not quite. Not I think they're eighty seven degrees. So they're not ninety degrees. Eh. Um, but uh, I I really really like those grips. Um, I've got a cloud defensive. Uh, mount i forget what these are called but it's holding on to the tape switch for my surefire vampire um 
I like being able to switch back and forth between white and infrared, uh, you know, being a, being a night vision enjoyer as I am. Uh, you mentioned uh, backup sites. Uh, I, again, kind of chuckled. Uh, I've got some uh, pretty, pretty basic Knight's Armament uh, backup sites on here. Uh, the rear is completely blocked by my optic because uh, as much as I love this reptilia mount, it is not QD. So yeah, those those uh, those reptilia mounts are pretty funny because they're, they're I guess they're kind of difficult when you torque them down. But yeah, mm -hmm. no, I feel your pain about the uh, the uh, thing blocking your optic blocking that. I, I have a feeling that's going to happen when I when I put together my fourteen five. Yeah, it at some point this is slated to do probably the uh, the MBUS Pro angled uh, sites to to kind of alleviate that issue. Um, but I, I really like the Knights Armament backup sites. They're um, they're a little a little fancy, but uh, you know really they're they're simple. They work. They're they're great sites. Um, so forward of that, uh, I've got a. Uh, Dead Air Sandman S. Uh, it's actually my only can. Uh, I really like it, so I'm I'm really lucky. I I like it a lot. Um, the Sons of Liberty Gunworks. Um, the name of that device is just just dropped out of my head, but it is a uh, it's a Dead Air compatible uh, muzzle device, um, and it's it's very much like the Surefire Warcomp. Um, the way it's set up with the uh, the the gas relief ports on it and the the tines in such a way that uh, it Nox? is both a, it is the Knox. Thank you very much. It, it took uh, me a second. As soon as you said you forgot what it was, I was like it 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 slid my mind too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, usually it's once I once I say that it's it's you know harkens to the war comp. That's usually what knocks me back on there. Knocks, huh? But um. <laughs> you know, it uh it it does a it does a pretty good job as both a comp and a flash hider. Uh usually um devices that quote unquote do both uh do neither really well. Uh but I I, I really like the Knox, um second only to the FSC five five six uh from PWS, though the FSC five five six is not suppressor compatible, so there's that. I, um, I will say I have the Knox also on my 11.5 and it is the loudest fucking thing I've got. Like other than putting on my, my forward control design, single port brake, it's yeah. fucking obnoxious. I was just like, good Lord. Well, so the trick is, on it. yeah, the trick is hearing protection and not being standing next to it. You know, like if you're yeah, the guy here, running I, it, you don't really have to. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like even running it's still kind of gnarly like um if i if i'm doing any sort of barricade work which i've been doing a lot of recently fuck i mean it just it bounces off whatever i'm next to smacks me right in the face holy shit is that moonshine sir <laughs> uh that, that's just water oh, okay <laughs> you could have you could have <laughs> ran with it i mean yeah no no it's, it's definitely water um yeah, uh, everything else is, you know, really, really simple. I typically don't change a whole lot with uh, PWS rifles. This particular one, uh, the Mod 2 series, when they first came out, um, had pretty snazzy Zev triggers in them. The Zev SST, uh, you'll note them, but they, they kind of have this, like, orange 
like rustish orange uh i was about to say they were like a goldish right or like yeah 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 um and they're they're really cool triggers they're adjustable um they eventually phase those out i think in favor of the uh bcm pct trigger and you know they've got a couple of different triggers that they use now uh but when i got this lower um it it had the pct trigger in it and i swapped it out for a cmc flat trigger uh just a really basic simple single stage trigger um but does what I want it to. Um, aside from that, I've got a burn-proof gear uh, cover on my forend uh, to kind of tamp down some of the heat from sustained fire. Uh, and I have this mechanics wear uh, cover. Uh, Technical distributors had some, uh, a local company to me had some for a while. So I thought, you know, I, I like the gloves. I'll try it out on my can. I always murder my mechanics gloves. Um... I don't know what it is, man. I, I go through those things like underwear and I know it's not like I'm running around in gloves. Like you've never seen me wear gloves in freaking videos, but like, I swear every time I turn around, I've like ripped a finger off one or something. I'm like, what the hell? Um, that seems like a pretty legit setup. Uh, you're lower. That's the PWS, uh, ambi lower, right? Uh, no, this, uh, this is well before everything was full ambi. So, oh, um, the bolt releases ambi and the, mag releases ambi but it did not come with a an ambi safety selector so really i mean i feel like the important things are ambi uh i can i can work the safety selector single side it's okay yeah most people can other people yeah. like to complain about it but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah what, I, don't, um... I don't know if, i don't know if you saw that but uh i i, I really dig this uh yeah, they They're, look uh, identical to my LMT. Yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah, mine's pretty the same way. Yep, that's cool. Yeah. I, I like the little raised shielded area around it on yours. Yeah, yours doesn't have that? I thought yours did. Uh, it, it does. It's just, you know, uh, PWS did a bunch of um, detail yeah. work. The machining on the Mod 2 stuff is pretty cool. They, they did a bunch of relief cuts and you know, kind of, kind of got artistic with it. Um, the Magwell looks a lot more flared than it is, uh, just okay. because of the material that they removed from the outside here. It is, it is actually flared. Uh, I don't know if I can quite capture the light, right? Uh, yeah, they, oh, yeah, they look, they look really nice. I like how yours has the integrated trigger guard. Cause mine, mine did not, I have to go get mine. I'm still waiting on forward control designs to come out with theirs again. Cause I've been, I've been looking for one, but, um, I, I like how yours is integrated in there, but yeah, the, the LMT has a very flared magwell. I was very surprised at how flared this was. I was like, holy yeah. shit, that's actually really nice. Um, and then you're running your Knights backup sites. Uh, I was actually just looking at getting one of those Knights um, 600 rear sites for, for mm -hmm. my, for my 11.5, even though it won't reach out to 600. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, Dare to dream, dare to dream. Yeah, right, you can try. <laughs> um, you So you like running the 11.5, the shorter stuff. I, I personally like running longer guns, but I, I have yeah. short guns. Um, I know everybody here runs SBRs, right? Except for me. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It sounds like we're all running suppressed and staying blessed. Uh, yeah. Hey, I run, I run suppressed. I just don't have mine yet. <laughs> yeah, you do, you do it on somebody else's ticket. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. D- loner cans. Yeah. Loner um, cans. So, uh, w- Malar, what do you got? Let's talk us through uh, your stuff. Here we go. I'll start at the back. This is my butt. <laughs> it's a, uh, bra- uh, B5, uh, Bravo. Um, with a Geisley OD green uh, buffer tube, uh, H2 buffer, blue spring coast spring. Uh, I run the Magpul ASAP adapter on the back there with the paraclip style uh, on a Spikes Crusader lower. Um, this thing is pretty much all built from the ground up. I always do stripped um, lowers. So uh, the parts are all... Your lower parts kit was a unbranded AR, one of the companies that uh, I am a, a brand ambassador for. I got this long before I was a brand ambassador for them. Um, I am running a Joe Bob Ambi Safety. Uh, this thing's like 20 bucks, 15, 20 bucks. It's pretty solid. Um, and then I recently just actually shifted to a SSAX uh, government trigger, uh, Geisley. Um, I love these things. It's a little heavier than Christian's. Um, these come in at around, I think it's five to six pounds, uh, two stage, but the SSAX government comes with two springs. So I can actually swap the spring and run it uh, lighter as well. Mm. Um, so the upper, as uh, like I said, I built everything. So the upper uh, is an arrow upper, uh, Sons of Liberty Gunworks bulk carrier group. This is the one, if you've watched my YouTube, that I blew the gas rings out on in about 1,200 rounds. You get a lot of responses on that YouTube. <laughs> uh, you know, I've got my Send News uh, dust cover. Sons of Liberty Gunworks lovers out there, by the way. I had somebody asking to buy it the other day. They were like, they were just like, like they wanted, they thought I wanted to get it off my hands. And I'm like, like, no, I slapped some gas rings in it. I'm running it. People do that um, time. I get, if I have something, I'm like, oh, this isn't working out. They're like, oh, buy it from you. I'm like, what? Like, I just yeah. sent it back. Like, I, what? <laughs> that video was like a year ago. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, the upper, uh, as I said, it's an arrow. I am running a Geisley government charging handle on this in black. Um, Sons of Liberty bolt carrier group, as I said. Uh, the mag release, I'm running uh, the Seekins, typical uh, kind of spikes. Um, Roscoe 11.5 barrel housed in a Midwest Industries combat rail, uh, rugged flash hider on the end, D-ball A3 with the cloud, uh, rain 1.0 body with a recently upgraded, uh, 3.0 head, um, with the EOTech EXPS3. Uh, optic and then on the back um my d-ball has the rail scales um uh crap what's the the, i'm blanking on the name of it the leaf the leaf yeah the leaf so i've got the leaf on the top and then on the back i just upgraded my rear backup to the uh mbus pro long range so i have the windage and the elevation adjustment all off of the rear um so i kind of have multiple backup sighting options there uh starting with the eotech obviously and then um i mean i can fall back to iron sights as well as then shift to laser 
So I have three different sighting options. Um, but yeah, I think that's just about everything. Uh, Sons of Liberty gas block. This a while ago, I had some serious gas issues. Like you could, there was so much um, carbon just blown all over my barrel. So I swapped out the um, the gas block and the gas tube to Sons of Liberty Gunworks. Completely tightened everything up, and um, it is it's a gas monster now. This thing is gassy. <laughs> so that that's when I upgraded the spring to the blue spring and the H two. Um, that smoothed it out a ton. Um, I probably still, with the rugged, uh, I run a rugged Micro 30, and then I also have a Razor 7.62, um, mostly run the Micro 30. And with that, it's it's pretty smooth. I did a lot of reading on the internet that I could throw a red uh, spring in there or run an H3. My hesitation with that is... I don't want to slow it down too much that if I'm running it without a can, it's not going to function. Mm -hmm. So I figured keeping the H2 and the blue was kind of the middle ground. Um, especially, I mean, last year I was out shooting sub 30 and 30 degrees and, um, that the gas system operated completely different. That, that, uh, gas leak that I had was very noticeable because I was having some serious cycling issues through the first like five rounds until the gun actually like warmed up. Um, so I think part of that in the back of my, my head, I'm like, I don't really want to throw in this heavier buffer or spring um, until a, I, I run it a little more. That's a pretty common issue. I think a lot of people have, especially when they, when they build from the ground up is a lot of gassing issues. I've noticed that with, um, so Mike, who is coming in right now, um, <laughs> that was perfect timing. The other, uh, other Mike. <laughs> Uh, so my so my other buddy Mike here he's he's coming in right now. So a lot of people don't know that there's a ton of gassing issues like with with ARs and stuff. And I was actually just working on his yesterday, and he has an Aero Precision gas block that he got me, um, or that he got for himself. But I'm building his gun for him. And uh, and it, I mean, dude, it, talk about a loose fucking gas block. I mean that thing. The Aero one. Yeah, you can fucking sit there and jingle on the thing. Like it literally like. I was like, are I mean, you kidding me? And that's how I've had every arrow precision gas block I've ever had. Holy Jesus. Could, could you, you got to turn me down there, Mike. <laughs> uh, every arrow precision gas block I've ever had is absolutely atrocious with uh, how, how much gas I get. They're, they definitely have, and I, I talked about this a while ago, but they, they have some spec issues here and there. I mean, I had a carbine. Yeah, I had a carbine buffer spring, just standard mil spec spring, that was stiff as shit. Would not cycle on anything. I changed that out, and the the gun ran like a breeze. Uh, I thought I, I was just I was mind boggled with the fact that that three dollar simple part that they should not have messed up um, was the issue. But yeah, I mean, it was. Oh, the other thing I, I have is uh, I got that new, the B5 grip plug. Oh, yeah, the, the butt plug. Yeah, I got the OD green one and came in this week. I've been running the black one, but now I got the OD green to match my grip because I'm all Gucci and stuff with my stippling. Got to make sure that everything everything looks the same. <clears throat> yeah, so I got that in there. I did wind up, uh, you can fit two CR123s. Uh, so I have a uh, backup battery. You were attacking Adam the other day for doing that. And all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I could do it I, I said I had to test it out. But when they oh. initially released it, 
the way that they portrayed it, I was like, okay, so I can fit oil or I can fit in one battery or I can fit the, what was it? A triple A, triple A or double A. Like you could fit one or the other in there. And then the little uh, multitasker nano. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, looking at it, I will say the, I can't remember if it's the back or the front one. One of them is not as tight as the other. I think it might be when you actually compress it into the grip, everything probably snugs down. But on the outside, when you're pulling on them, there's one that's definitely noticeably a touch looser. And then I ordered that um, that Nano today. So I'm, I'm looking forward to sliding that thing in there and having, um, I mean, a light use screwdriver. Well, there you go. Actually, you can. I've heard you can torque down on them pretty hard. Well, yeah. everybody, I'm going to introduce everybody to Mike from Heat Holders Houston. Um, he is actually a pretty good guy. I uh, HTX, I guess. Should I say Houston or HTX? Man, I've changed the name about a whole year ago. <laughs> heat defensive, man. Heat or oh, heat, heat defensive. Holy crap! Well, Just you didn't saying. even tell me that, and I use you as my FFL all the time. So, um, oh yeah, my FFL is actually still the same. Uh, no, so. Okay. <laughs> kind of right but the training part the name i changed the name yeah so everybody mike he does uh, a lot of training stuff here in houston uh, we go out shooting together not as often as i would like because he's got other stuff that's going on and two kids and all the other fun stuff but a uh, really good friend of mine and he was actually the guy who i originally started this podcast with so him and i we started this well over a year ago now um actually it's been about a year and a couple months um so if you go back to some of the first episodes it was just, it's me and mike in my office and we were trying to figure out audio and then and then it eventually moved over to to uh to zoom and and then i bought zoom and and mike does like i got other shit to do and i'm like okay and then malar came in and yeah so it's been it's been a crazy thing and I'm, i wish i could have you on here more and more but i know you're busy but thank you for showing up today um we're gonna go through rifle and pistol setups you want to go through your rifle setup your current like go-to gun if you're gonna grab it and go what do you what do you kind of are you, are you trying to be funny don't you have aren't you currently building and didn't I'm you building one of yours. Block. What happened to your What happened to your twelve five? You reference the shitty guys block I just bought and gave you. To... <laughs> what happened to your What happened to your your twelve five Zion? No, nah, it's here. I mean, you want me to put it on camera? It's literally right here. Well, we're not. We don't do anything on <laughs> we, camera, but we, we just want you to run through your setup. Yeah, we script. We skip critiquing mine to just talk about his gas block. Yeah, true. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Oh, man, we chopped it up since the last one. It was just a Zion before. Now, I didn't remember um, whatever happened to my lower. You called it, what, the negligent discharge handle started? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it started to uh, wear down that area. It broke his lower receiver, y'all. So just so you're aware, if you're going to go out and buy the stupid, uh, what is that, bad lever, uh, he literally broke the pin where you put your, uh, where your bolt detent sits. It's the the... The roll pin that goes in there literally broke the the holes on the side. So he's literally, you push, and if you push too hard, you literally could have just sent the bad lever flying out the side. Like, mm. yeah, it just it ripped was, it out. It it was it was about to like yeah. <laughs> so he's got a Sons of Liberty Gunworks forward control designs lower now. Oh, nice. Damn, you put together. Like, How you know you put together all my shit, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. So he put uh, yep Sons of Liberty uh, FCD lower on it now with the zion upper um i run um turbo k i could bring the oh no i could bring the can on camera right 
Yeah, We're, you, this uh, is an audio only podcast, the same as it's always been. Oh, yeah. You're welcome to show your cans here. Yeah, I mean, oh, you can whip good. out your dick, but you know, you just make us all feel real tiny. Uh, I don't know why he's referencing dicks all the time, guy. I don't know. It's a black thing, I guess. I don't, you, know. You, no, you know why. You I know why. I don't talk about dicks nowhere near this much. Look, it, but, uh, he was in, he was in the army. It happens. Mike was in the Is navy, he? so oh, he knows yes. all about it. It makes it makes sense now. It makes sense. <laughs> uh what am i running damn i haven't even talked about this stuff turbo in a while. k this on a turbo k reardon atlas mm-hmm. yep yeah so I'm, I'm really liking this yeah it's really snug and then the reardon uh muzzle brake thingy dpb i believe mm-hmm. and i didn't even know what this thick ass thing was until you made me order more AccuWashers today so this mm-hmm. must be an AccuWasher on i was <laughs> uh cloud defensive rain the chunky one that they that I spent all that money for before they just redesigned and made the new one yeah, so it looks better. <laughs> oh, this is fairly new though. So the oh, Unity, you got the Unity I've, mount. Yeah, I've never run it this high before, but I'm 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 not mad at it. And I just got this um, Gen Two Primary Arms ACSS thing here. <gasps> Literally, I mean, geez, because I get them at dealer pricing, y'all, and you know we like our um, you know our Trigicons and all our military grade stuff but man some of this pa stuff is starting to like i'm not gonna lie it's starting it's holding up battery's not dying you know i'm not having issues boom i'm right there with you yeah i have three of the uh, gen 2 cyclops 1x uh primary arms absolutely love them that's the only i i have just a handful of primary arm stuff but i have three of those 1x uh cyclops uh prism scopes the the gen 2s absolutely freaking love those solid like they're so solid so i'm really liking this setup and i like the bigger uh eye box on the 25 millimeter so i'm really liking this setup um this silencer co-charging handle is pretty new and uh i like cmc triggers but like your boy hoodlum he hates everything so he hates it but i love it so this one is a 3.5 pound uh i really love this emissary break on that one and then he's building the upper for this one what length is the upper uh you're building 13.9 So this is the lower. So trying this one out this is the ADM. Oh, nice. Uick. So I got the Geisley single stage in there. Um, and the damn, what is this uh, camo thingy stock? Thingy? The, that's Stop from mod. Stop mod, yeah. Ape. But that's from Ape Defense. Yeah. Ape Defense, yeah. So yeah, you know how we get bored just spending money, and we we know we shouldn't be spending. Mike Mike spends all of his money. <laughs> Look, he knows my uh, employment situation, so I really shouldn't be spending money. <laughs> I got laid off like what, four months, five months ago. <laughs> freaking freaking living should... on his on his uh, what is that called? Uh, your your not your pension. What is it called? Uh, severance. What severance? severance <laughs> no, I got I got another job though. I got another job. I'm just not starting till April. <laughs> oh, okay, well there you go. What's your, uh, I mean, you don't run anything to like go to war or anything like that. So I know you don't have like a single pin gas block or anything. So, um, what your IWI Zion, you've kept everything stock, right? Pretty much except Uh, for your muzzle device. 
Except for the muzzle device. And it's ran like a champ. I think it's this one, what, 2020 AR-15 of the year? Yeah. Well, it's like 700-something bucks for that thing when you bought it, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I had the 16-inch for a time, but sold that. But this 12.5, and, you know, everybody's experimenting with their own length, like what their favorite length is. And mine is 12. Like, so, but this would be my war gun. So if they were like, hey, bring a shorty in here. And even with the, um, I got a Turbo T3 that I'm about to order. It won't even be super long with that on there. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's my favorite. Yeah. Talk about the world's gassiest fucking gun, though. We had to, we had to put on your, uh, I, I sold you my bootleg. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, we had to put that thing on there. I mean, good Lord. That thing if I, I would rather someone shoot come on my face it would probably feel more pleasurable see um, dicks and what? dicks and things that come out of it I what, uh, what what buffer setup are you running fucking not heavy oh. enough <laughs> no no this change it up. This is a sprinkle blue and a pws h2 yeah oh, okay. and i told him to order that so there you go <laughs> yeah that yeah you're good there um so so we're gonna critique millar's rifle anybody have any critiques for millar's gun because uh we 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 didn't get his critiques too much green too much not enough that, green what that's green. yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> that that's all uh that's on my scalper my scalper has the uh i mean that's downstairs but that has the mark 16 rail and the anno green um geisley green buffer tube on that Another V5 green grip. I have a uh, Geisley government OD green charging handle on that one. And then I also have uh, Hoodlum's um, Rain 2.0 and OD green. Yep. Um, so yeah, it, this one's a little more black on the whole upper assembly and then uh, just your basic green. Yeah, I see now. Yeah, it, the lighting, it's hard to tell. I You start from the back and you're talking about all this green stuff and Yep, I see. I see the contrast now. It was a little hard to tell with the lighting, but uh, <laughs> all right. So maybe you need a little yeah. more green on that. Biz thing. business in the front, <laughs> party in the back. Yeah, he needs to get that combat rail <laughs> off, and he needs to spray it with with some of that alumahide. Get it, get it more green. There you go. <laughs> not, not, nothing wrong with a little spray paint. Uh, Mike, what what uh, what's your pistol setup? Because I know you're probably the only Sig guy here. What's your what's your pistol setup? Uh, well, currently, um, you know, I, I ran a SIG 228 just forever, like 15 years. Um, the thing that got me to switch out of that uh, was getting into the SIG 365, something small uh, that I could put in my pocket or in a waistband. And uh, since then, uh, since the 365 XL came out, I've been with the XL um, so I've got a 365, uh, XL, um, pretty much stock except a Griffin armament barrel. Uh, I went with the Griffin armament threaded barrel because the thread protector on it is itself a comp. Uh, so I've, that's dope. It's a, yeah, it, it is pretty, pretty dope. Uh, I was looking at the time. Uh, at a number of companies that were doing various comped uh, barrel setups for the 365. And frankly, everybody was out of stock except for Griffin. So I thought I'd give it a shot. Um, 
I think it's pretty cool because uh, I have a couple of other threaded barrels on Glocks and, you know, various other things. And this thing will thread off and thread onto those. So um, currently for optics uh, or optic, I'm, I'm running uh, a Holosun 507K on it. Uh, that 507K has the ACSS Vulcan reticle. Uh, I love, love, love the Vulcan reticle. Uh, for those who are not familiar with it, it has uh, typically a chevron in the center as the dot, and then it has a large ring around it. So when you are looking at the dot, you don't see that large outer ring. Uh, you only see that large outer ring if you are not lined up correctly. Uh, the point of that large ring being uh, if you if you miss the dot, uh, you don't spend your time fishing around looking for the dot. That ring gives you reference points to get back in. Uh, you know, a lot of people say that's kind of goofy and you should just, you know, fix your draw. And while I agree with that on, you know, on one level, uh, things like, you know, odd shooting positions, uh, shooting around barricades, especially like the, the VTAC barrier and things like that. Uh, it is amazing at how quick you'll get back on that dot uh, with, you know, with that ACSS Vulcan. So before the 507K was available with the Vulcan reticle, um, I was using a 507C uh, and I was using an outer impact adapter uh, that adapter basically allows you to put full-size optics like the RMR, the 507C, et cetera, onto this thinner profile, smaller gun. Uh, and I mean, it was quite frankly ridiculous. It was freaking giant. Uh, but it was worth it to me to be able to run that Vulcan reticle. Uh, I'm not super stoked about the 507K. Uh, it's, it's cool that it you know, works on there directly without the use of an adapter. Um, though, unlike the 507C, the 507K does not have auto dimming. So you have to pick a brightness and run with it. Uh, also, uh, the 507C, um, it... Uh, has a large solid ring on it. The 507K has a kind of dashed abbreviated ring around it. So I feel like I, I kind of took a step backwards doing the 507K, uh, though it does, you know, it's a little little more trim, little little more, you know, compact and, and quick to the rail. Uh, but aside from that, everything's basically stock on the 365 XL. I've got a little TLR7 sub on there uh, because it uh, will attach directly to that rail. So of course, SIG had to be a, uh, a special snowflake and have some weird rail on there. And so just putting a Picatinny rail, uh, they fixed that with the X macro, but you know, I'm not quite ready for all that. So, yep. Well, let's go. Uh... I, I, I we'll save critiques and stuff for the end on pistols. Uh, other Mike, I know you're also a giant SIG fan boy, and you're going to tell me all about your 9 million SIGs and your 320s and <laughs> your fucking thousands of dollars he spent on all of his SIGs. You know, that's why I'm like, you said, Mike, you're the only SIG. Then you went 
to I, white I, I actually I was actually hey. talking about you and then I remembered that we also have it on the hey. mic on and I'm I, like I was like man I totally I'm such a okay I'm such a sick fanboy that I just ordered a sick today <laughs> how you like them apples nice nice I just ordered that uh uh we got a two gun competition coming up and I was bored so that 13.7 was supposed to be built into a two gun and I was like nope oh in fact you know what changed my mind all this BS with the uh, stock and brace and all that so I said let me just pin and weld one and then get another two gun they have this their M400 but they have it in SDI X series so review coming soon you know it's a 16 you know we're not really huge fans of 16s, but for two-gun, you know, I'm going to keep it stock. Uh, I think the only thing I'm going to change on that one is the trigger to a CMC, which Hoodlum hates. But I'll uh, change it to their really light, their ultralight 2.5. Just buy any other trigger. I just don't like CMC triggers. No, nah, well, I, I like the um, single-stage Geisley or the precision one, so we'll see. But uh, for my guns i run right now actually you know i sold a lot i sold a lot of them so from a competition so i shoot uspsa i'm running the the i don't know if anybody saw they have a what romeo max it, it has no sights on it so i run that romeo max x5 slide with the romeo 3 mounted with a gray guns p320 tungsten grip uh, got hey, Mike and Springs all. Yep. Real quick, sorry. That match that's coming up, I forgot to register. Uh, what? Uh, which one are we doing? Tac Optics or Open? No, let's do Tac Optics. I don't think you have any open. Yeah, I don't have any open guns. So Go ahead. The time going. is going to be affected. I was going to say. So you see my comp sig. So if everybody's shooting SIG and comp staccatos, your time is going to be slow by default if you get into the open. <laughs> You're going to be like, why do I suck so bad? Because <laughs> our splits are obliterating yours, you know what I mean? So, no, we're going to shoot tech optics. So, um, yeah. But what was I saying? Um, that's for competition. Then just regular sidearm, I have um, what was a 365X carry. So that's really my favorite length for carry, but uh, I got the Zev slide on it. Like none of my stuff is stock, <laughs> barely, barely. So I've, uh, yeah, fanboyed all the way out. So all those companies that make, except like Zev and their Z320. So I have that slide on there. Uh, Night Vision sights, Holosun sight. Um, I got their AXG grip module so with the lock grips on it. Um, Armory Craft Trigger, Armory Craft Magwell, and then my newest build is uh, these are all in the safe, damn it. But that one is a Norso Flush, it's a PMM comp build, but it's flush. So, my first one like that, I'm really liking that one. That that I was gonna shoot open, but now that Clint's punk ass doesn't have a comp gun, I guess we got to go down to tech optics. But that's all I got right now, and I then can, I can I just. I can comp my my forty three X, not a problem. I have a comp. I have a barrel. Yeah, I just said staccato XCs are going to be in that. Have you shot one of those? The staccato XC, yeah, I shot yours and I hated it. That was the P. Still, 
I shot Sean's from We Like Shooting, and that one sucked too. So yeah, the 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 P has a. I'm sorry, the XC has a comp on it. That to me is the best shooting gun of all. Time. Like pop, 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 pop. I shot split so fast. I I had to look at the timer to make sure I shot all six. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Hey, Mike, Mike, you do realize that I shoot my splits faster with my M&P 2.0 than you shoot with your staccato or your M or or your 320. Why are you lying to everybody? I am not lying. Time? I have done this on camera. You have <laughs> never shot faster than me on pistol. Ever. You are the rifle guy. You stay in your lane. He's lying like shit to everybody on this podcast right now. He's never, ever shot faster. You know what? I'm not going to, I am not going to run my 2.0. When we get to this match, I will bring out my 2.0 and I will run that against you and we'll see who has not only faster splits, but who wins. So go ahead. Put that right I mean, I'm, I'm not scared. I'm not scared, bro. I'm not, I'm not scared. <laughs> we know we know where we're where our strengths are, but all right, cool. But uh you have you have all you've run through your nine hundred SIGs that you've that you've built. Yeah, those those are the SIGs I have currently. So yeah, I still got this, you know. Uh what else do I have? You know, just uh Hellcat Pro. Um I'm gonna get an X Macro again. I had one and I sold it. But you know that comp. Um, I was kind of that. You, I was kind of weary about that integral comp. You know what I mean? Like, is this supposed to be my carry gun? It'll jam on me. Okay, I'm one of those Murphy's Law people. Like, oh my gosh, I need to save myself. Click jam. I'm like, nah. I, so. To be honest, it it it's good, but it's only good if you're running really hot ammo. Like, if you're not running really hot ammo, it doesn't do shit for yeah. compensating. Um, and well, I don't, I don't think you shot 365s before. Those tolerances are tight as shit when that gun is like not broken in. <laughs> well, so, I don't, I don't run 365s. I mean, like the smallest gun I have is a 43x, and that, that's pretty decent. But the, yeah, it's I mean, slim. I'm looking, I'm looking at the Cheetah ADX that's coming out. That I think will be a pretty decent like concealed carry gun because it's small. Oh, your wife, you know. What? I also ordered the new Canic that's coming out, that MC9 Ugh. micro compact. Or, Sorry, what, <laughs> what, what do you what do you mean? Ugh. Those are pretty. <laughs> they have the best trigger, stock trigger of any gun, man. I'm gonna offend every Canic lover out there. I think Canics are are just knockoff fucking Walthers, and that's where they stay. <laughs> I mean, that's that's their that was their claim to fame. Yeah, I mean, there. I, mean, I know everyone. Isn't everybody kind of a knockoff somebody if we're being real? I, sure. I mean, yeah, I totally, I totally understand it. I just, I also don't like cheap Turkish guns. Like I hate Turkish shotguns are absolute trash. Turkish handguns are, I mean, a lot of people like them. I know Christian has a couple canics, but, um, you know, I, I stay in my lane and that's why I don't review canics. Those are the Weiss canics. I don't own any. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> So Christian, you're getting divorced then. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I've I've never been a Canic person. I've shot them. I you had a couple that I've run, Mike, and th- I mean they're not terrible. But yeah, they're, they're actually good guns. I mean, I, I've shot my wife's uh, her original one. She's had for quite a few years, and and they're they're nice pistols. Um, for what they for the, I think what appeals to most folks that have those or that buy them is that they are a much cheaper 
gun that gives you the feel, uh, at least trigger and usability and reliability of, of stuff that may, might cost a little bit more, um, especially like their competition guns. I mean, you can get one of their competition grade guns for 500 bucks and, and people do really well with them. So actually the last one I got my wife, the one I had this Cerakote work and not trying to take over the conversation, but, uh, that I had purple, that's that rival. And that thing is freaking sweet. It is a really nice pistol. But um, but I understand for some folks, you know, I mean, everybody's got their everybody's got their likes and dislikes. So I'm not saying it's the best pistol in the world, but it does serve a it does serve a um uh kind of a carving in the the pistol market if there if if there ever was one. But that's kind of the thing. That's kind of why we're here. Is you know, it's that's what it is. It's a it's a gun that some people definitely want. I completely get it. I just I every time I look at one, I'm like, no, like it's not it's not my cup of tea. And it's it's, you know, I've shot them. They're not I mean, they're not terrible. We had a guy that we took out uh, and he had one and I ran it. It was pretty good. Uh, he did end up breaking it the same day. So he had to send it back and I had to fix it. But, um, it, you know, it's not, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, uh, I bought my dad a Walther PDPF. Uh, and I mean, talk about a gun out of the box that has a fucking phenomenal trigger. That PDPF, I mean, that thing is is stupid nice. Like I've I was like, how are you? How much better is the F model? I haven't shot those. I've shot. I've never PDP run a. Well, I know I've run good. Mike's. I've run Mike's PDP. That wasn't too bad. Um, but you sold your PDP, right, Mike? Yeah, and I mean the PDP trigger is phenomenal. The even the. The upgrade to it is is freaking phenomenal. It's the the F is it's the same trigger and everything. Just the grip, everything is slimmed down for more of a female friendly gun. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm a shitty iron sight shooter uh, with a Wait, PDPF. Is that, is that where I heard them likes it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a really shitty iron sight shooter. Uh, the PDPF uh, was probably the only gun I've ever like triple tapped into the same hole. Like, mm. like, not, not uh, at all. So, so, it so the PDP could have been my go-to gun of choice. If if you shoot SIGs, especially like three twenties and stuff, you're going to suck ass shooting that gun. Not because of the trigger, because we're spoiled with that beaver tail that we get to ride up so high, and right where you're riding up with that thumb is the damn uh, slide lock slider that it kept locking back on me. I was getting yep. beep, 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 slide lock. I'm he's like, like oh. he's sitting there and he's like, I'm, he's sitting yep. there and he's like, yep. I'm locking it. And then every time he would literally shoot it, it would lock back, shoot it, lock back. And I ran it and I'm like, there's no problem. It's just, you suck. <laughs> I was pissed because that trigger was so smooth, but um, I, that's the one thing I don't do, especially because I shoot competition. I'm not going to change my grip angle just to shoot. A gun. I was so pissed because I was like, beep, 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 clock, lock. I was like, oh, I sold it that night. I was so pissed. I was so pissed. I know. I was going to buy it for me, too. All right, Christian, what's your what's your setup? Pistol. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I got two. I don't one of them is uh, not on me at the moment, but um, my uh, carry pistol most often more often than not is actually a uh, polymer 80 serialized with a Brownells uh, uh, slide on it. So it's a, a, just a, a polymer 80 compact. It's got an apex uh, trigger and uh, night vision sights on it. Super simple. Um, my go-to uh, go-to-war, as you speak, um, 
you know, pistol, uh, it has to be the 19X right here. I mean, uh, that thing is, uh, and this thing is like out the box other than the, the uh, handle it grips on here and the stream light. I mean, it's stock trigger, stock sights, everything. I've not changed a dang thing on it. And um, uh, I don't know how many rounds I got through it, but um, this actually was my very first uh, factory Glock pistol. Um, I never really liked Glocks, but um, when I got into doing the polymer 80 stuff and kind of tinkering and, uh, uh, you know, putting things together and whatnot, I kind of, I, I, found myself kind of gravitating towards the Glocks a little bit um, just because they're like simplistic and reliable. And, um, you know, so now I own, you know, I own a handful of uh, Glocks between me and the wife, but, um, but yeah, my 19 X is, is probably my most favorite modern pistol. Um, this thing's never choked. I, I don't even know how many rounds I got through it. Um, it's got a lot of wear on it. Um, you know, uh, I got a bunch of different holsters for it. I even appendix carry it with the, uh, the extend extended 19 round mag on here. And, um, man, it's just a great pistol. I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, and like I said, I, I thought about changing out the tri trigger. I really like the apex triggers, um, thought about swapping, swapping it out, but you know, I'm like, well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it runs good the way it is. So, uh, I've just kind of left it alone. Um, you know, like I said, the only thing I've done is added the, the this uh, grip tape to it, which, you know, I mean, some people, some people like that stuff. Sometimes some folks don't, but uh, it does give a little bit better purchase on it, in my opinion. Um, but uh, it's been a, uh, it's been a, you know, and I know Glocks aren't, you know, I was a, I, I don't want to say I was a Glock hater, but I wasn't a fan because they're just kind of boring pistols. <laughs> they never really moved me, but but I, I, you know, for liability and like go to, uh, you know, if I had to pick one pistol to defend my life, that 19X right there is the one for sure. Have you checked out the um, performance triggers that they're I was releasing? just about to say that. Ha, beat you to the, it. The, the what now? The performance triggers that they're releasing. Who, Glock? Glock, yeah, it's a shorter pull and I think the weight is a little lighter, like maybe two pounds lighter. No, they I, were I saying, didn't know they were, I, this is news to me, breaking. Yeah, I think oh, they're man. like nine, 90 bucks, something like yeah, that. 90 bucks on Brownells, and they're supposed to be hitting the streets this month, next month oh, maybe, crap. and okay. uh, they are... They're on the uh, streets, I can probably find them pretty close. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, they're supposed to be hitting the streets like real soon, and apparently from what Glock's saying, a three and a half pound trigger pull. Okay. Like, well, that maybe be, I, I mean, standard. honestly, my biggest complaint on the Glock triggers has always been uh, not that the pull and the break, I mean, it is kind of a mushy trigger. It's not super nice. The canics are 10 times, 100 times better triggers. But honestly, for my finger, it's this stupid freaking dingus that sticks out from the trigger shoot. I can't stand that. I, I honestly, if I could just have a flat oh, the safety? Trigger, um, yeah, yeah, it's the trigger. Yeah, it's the it's safety the, portion. Uh, the trigger uh, safety on there. Yeah, that little dingus do that, and you it's go, annoying as heck to my finger. So you got to um, go pick what, up a C. Uh, you got to go pick up what is this? Apex. Apex. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the trigger. Those are my favorite aftermarket triggers for uh for pistols, whether it be a M and P or, or a Glock. Um, I just haven't swapped. This is the only. Well, I got a Glock forty four that's totally stock also, but that's just kind of a a, a plinker. Um, you know, when when I don't want to spend a lot of money on ammo, I use the uh the Glock forty four. But um, but yeah, if I put a trigger in this, it was going to be an Apex. I didn't even know Glock was coming out with her own line of 
performance triggers but is the shoe going to be the same as a factory one and just a lighter yes. pull? yeah unfortunately okay. it's literally yeah. the exact same shoe it's just the basically the bar is different i think okay so in that case i'd have to pass i mean because if the shoe is identical that's my biggest complaint is the fact that the trigger shoe just kind of sucks with that freaking trigger safety um mm -hmm. I, I i'd much prefer a flat face or like an i mean the apex really that's my carry gun i have an apex on so it so i think what i'm grabbing or what i'm grasping is you want like a wider contact point with that um uh the trigger yeah, safety but, i mean if you've never fired a, a factory glock trigger they have this stupid thing that pokes out and it like if you're shooting a lot um you get the it know it gets annoying real quick because it just like bangs in your finger now if you're wearing gloves it's not so bad and i shoot with gloves a lot <laughs> a lot of the reason i shoot with gloves is because <laughs> this trigger right here <laughs> mm. but uh but yeah i mean that's that that's my biggest complaint other than that i i wish it would offer I don't know. I just should just buy an Apex and throw it in there and be done with it. Because I've never had an issue with any of my Apex triggers. As long as you function test them and install them right and do the right thing, uh, they, they work fine. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, um, you know, that that's my biggest complaint is the, the trigger shoe on it. The pull ain't bad. And they actually... They actually get a little better with a lot of rounds from them, in my opinion. Um, they smooth out a bit, but but yeah, Apex is the way to go if you got a Glock, in my opinion. All right, Malar, let's hear what you got. Uh, so my, kind of my go-to, well, my carry, let me start with my carry. So my carry, I've got a 48. Uh, I really dig that thing because I, the first uh, handgun I ever got was a 19, uh, which is kind of the second gun that I transitioned into um, that I use the the most. Um that one is just a Gen 4. It is before they offered the RMR cut. Um, so recently upgraded right before we went to Iowa through the Trigicon uh, night sights on that uh, standard height, not the suppressor height sights. Um, definitely that was a long, uh, long needed upgrade because <laughs> I was running the OEMs before that. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of like Christian, I mean, I've I mean, you got you guys know how deep I was in the '80s, uh, so I've got a, <laughs> a stack of polymer '80s um, that now are are serialized, uh, as I mentioned on my, my previous cast. But um, I mean, I have every size. I've got Brownells uh, 34. I've got their 19 long. I've got their standard 19 length. I have their 26. I have their 17. Yeah, I mean, I literally have all of the sizes. Um, and then, I mean, I got an OEM 34 um, that's all stippled up for my buddy Center Customs. And then I have my Gucci uh, 19 um, with my RMR on that. But yeah, I haven't, haven't dove too deep into the RMR or Red Dot world yet. I just have the one. Yeah, I mean, well, that's your... Your carry gun, your your forty eight. What have you done for upgrades on that? Uh, that has night sights on it. That is um, an MOS, so it is cut for it. I just haven't thrown an optic on it. I'm so used to running irons that it's like for a carry, I don't particularly feel like throwing a red dot on it yet. I feel I'm, like I'm I need to spend there. more I, time. I haven't made the jump to red dot on a carry pistol, and I I struggle at the range a lot of times with them, and I have a whole horrible eyes with horrible stigmatism and the red dots i just uh, irons are the way to go for me so I, I get you there yeah i i found i mean that 
my one Gucci Glock with the RMR on it. Um, I find with that you you have to like angle it. If you're running the dot, you have to angle it differently. Like I can't just. I mean, if I if I pull it out and I'm looking straight down the irons, and I have the red dot on, I'm not gonna hit. Like I actually have to like tilt it some to use the dot, if that makes sense. Um, because the dot sits. I think it's just above um the front tritium because i have the um Pridgicon suppressor height so i've been i've played around with it i i need to honestly spend more time under them uh, as i always say i build too much and need to shoot more um which this weekend i know i keep telling you guys i want to do a rifle course and this weekend i am doing a rifle one and two course so i'm pretty excited about that and look forward to covering that on a, a future cast here but <clears throat> uh but definitely need to spend some more time uh under the rmr i honestly i i pretty much use that gun run it suppressed <laughs> when i'm shooting that so and yeah. then i have oh, i have the 44 as well so i mean that 22 like you said when you're trying to save some money on ammo that thing is just it, it's also like uh i mean you throw some subs on like in there and slap can on there uh, and I, I've been using the nine millimeter can and that thing still, I mean, like, I, sh I shoot it and 44. people just laugh because it is so quiet. <laughs> yeah. What, what, uh, threaded barrel do you have for yours? Did you get an aftermarket one or the, I got the OEM. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I haven't got one yet. Um, I need, I need to pick one up though. Cause I, I do like that Glock 44. I, I shoot it, you know, uh, fairly often I'd say. Well, you have the Oculus too, right? I, do. The... I have yeah. Oculus and then I got a Tactical Solutions uh, Cascade TI titanium. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, because yeah, I, got I rim fire cans. I'm still waiting on the um, Form Three to go through for mine to make it to my dealer so I can certify. It's been like a month. <laughs> I think it's a little over my, a month. My uh, uh, class three um, dealer, he uh, he said that he's ta it's taken two to three months for stuff to get to him. For form yep. threes? Yep. Woo. Yep. Yeah, Holy I had a discussion cow. with him about that recently. So. Okay. Well, I I was planning on trying to snag up another nine millimeter can before my birthday, and uh, maybe I should try to get that beforehand so it actually makes it there by my birthday. <laughs> I would I would suggest you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if we're gonna go into mine real quick, uh, I know that sounds weird, but um, we're gonna go. I have a seventeen. My wife. Uh, bought this when we lived in California. Um, was her first handgun. She so you run ten round mags. She, I, I have a, I have a few actually. Um, absolutely hated it. Uh, she didn't want anything to do with it. Uh, she shot it like she probably put like maybe a hundred rounds for the gun, and she was like, "This is garbage. I'm gonna sell it." And I was like, "Fuck it, I'll buy it from you." So I bought it from her, and it literally sat in my safe for like six years. Um. And then, well, let's let's hold on. So, Christian, you got to get going. Um, if you want to tell everybody good night, let everybody know how to find you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, easiest way to find me is uh, on uh, YouTube. Uh, just look for Christian Grest. Um, pretty easy there. And then uh, over on Instagram, it's uh, Christian Grest. <laughs> pretty pretty easy to find. So, uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta hop off here, but um, you know, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, definitely uh, some some awesome discussion here about uh, different folks. Uh, you know, uh, 
preferences and all that. So mm -hmm. definitely a lot of good ideas. Gives me some stuff to think about for future, you know, projects and builds and, and, and swapping stuff around. So, um, but yeah, appreciate it. Definitely, that. man. Well, have a good one, man. And I'll, I'll tag your stuff in the, in the description below so people can find you, but okay. have a great night, man. Awesome. Thanks good for hopping on. Great, great meeting uh, Mike there. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Ebony or Ivory, which one? <laughs> Don't make the men choose. <laughs> so uh I'll just I'll get back into it. My my wife absolutely hated the fucking Glock. Like she was she wanted nothing. I bought it from her. Uh it sat in the safe forever. I never used it. Um come push comes to sub i start working with brownells and brownells starts making a whole bunch of stuff for glock so what do i do naturally i go and buy it all uh i got a brownell slide uh i have two slides actually one for the rmr and one for the delta point pro which i'm running the e-flex on here so that's actually pretty nice and i actually have been digging this optic uh, a whole lot uh huge window it's massive i really like it just how it should be um i have the window cut slide i think i'm going to port the barrel at some point um this gun has been running uh i mean flat out i can i can empty a mag in like three seconds it's not bad um it's pretty fun <laughs> not a 10 round mag either uh <laughs> running the apex uh trigger kit that's the whole kit and i run it in purple because purple is my favorite color uh it's probably a good four and a half pound pull it's super crispy like it's crispier than double fried kfc chicken like it's very nice uh and then going into the uh light i put on here i have an x300 turbo uh probably one of my favorite flashlights because of all the candela i am a firm believer in massive amounts of candela and i hate people who try to tell me that you don't need all that candela i think that you're stupid and you should take an eye vision class um <clears throat> uh, we don't need all that candela <laughs> yes you do <laughs> uh but yeah surefire x300 turbo probably one of the best weapon lights you know surefire makes good stuff and i'm not going to knock on anybody else i have a i have stream lights um i when i was poor i owned an o light you know things like that so i completely get buying what you're buying but i always i'm a firm believer in upgrading so uh, I, I went ahead and I got this. Thank you to Brownells. But this is probably one of my favorites. I'm also running Ameriglow suppressor height sights, which the E-Flex definitely, uh, definitely sits up high enough where the you can still use the sights if need be. But uh, the E-Flex sits up high enough to where it's very nice when you're shooting. Uh, it doesn't get in the way. I conceal carry this uh, in the wintertime uh, mostly, but I mean, you, I, I could pull it off in the summer wearing shorts. Uh, it is a very nice gun and need to go get it stippled. It needs a double undercut. Um, it needs a whole bunch of other stuff to happen to it because it's it's a decent carry gun, but I know, you know, you get this thing stippled. You can you can run it really well. Um, I have a lot of fun with it. I actually just had to retighten my my front sight post because the it started coming loose. Apparently I shot it too much. Uh, but then getting into my ultra concealed carry, everyday carry, uh, I'm running a Glock 43X. Uh, just a standard Glock 43X, but I am running an Apex trigger. I have the TLR7 sub on here, which is a fantastic little light. Um, you can see quite a decent distance with it. Now, granted, it's not the Surefire X300, but 
it's pretty nice. Uh, the Apex trigger was just the trigger kit itself. So it was the trigger and the bar. It had nothing to do with the spring or anything like that. I did go ahead and put a ghost connector in this one. So the trigger on this one's actually very nice. Um, I have the forward control design, suppressor height sight, backup sights coming. They should be here tomorrow or the next day, which Mike, please don't forget your uh, sight pusher tomorrow. Uh, and then... <laughs> uh, I was going to forget it. I forgot to put it. <laughs> in my trunk today so thank you for reminding me <laughs> uh, and then i have the hollow sun eps carry uh probably one of my favorite little tiny optics because it's enclosed i love enclosed emitters uh enclosed emitters are like the future i firmly believe in that i don't care what anybody says uh enclosed emitters are fantastic i have the 509t on my mnp 2.0 which is probably one of my favorite guns ever in the world and I have this on here. Both are great, but I'm not going to lie. Um, I hate supporting China and anything to do with China. So I always want to upgrade out of Chinese stuff when I can. Um, but nobody makes an enclosed emitter for tiny guns. So Hollow Sun will be on here for a while. Uh, I know I know Mike Heat Holders is uh, Black Mike. He is definitely a huge fan of Hollow Sun. <laughs> Man, I'm going to be honest. I am. Um at this point, wow, I even sold my Trigicon SRO. I've never had that's an a, RMR. That's a fucking miracle. You sold your SRO? Yeah, I sold it with the slide on my last X5 for that um, Romeo, the, the, the Max, the X5 Max with the no sights. So that came with the Romeo 3 Max on there. It's, it's like the same optic as that SRO, huge window and all of that. But um, no, man... I, we give a lot of these optics a bad rep, but if they stand the test, I mean, I do not like any other optic more than I like the Hollow Sun 509T. As far as open emitter, and I'm talking about I've racked. I've tried to, like, rack it off the damn slide. Nope, still holding zero, still doing all that. So I know we give a bad rap to Chinese stuff, but I don't know who bought them, who gave them a new marketing strategy, who who what kind of metallurgist they hired or engineer but they got their shit together man we got to give them their props i i will say Hollison has made tremendous strides but i just i don't know man the whole balloon thing and you know all the fun stuff i i prefer to support balloon. here we go here we go <laughs> you know i i gotta say the big the big thing for me about Hollison, i'm hoping and i have been hoping that they would kind of give american manufacturers uh, you know, a kick in the pants. Uh, the the optics that we know and love. Good fucking look. These features, man. You know, that's, um, the, that's the, the, I'll I'll speak to that point real quick. Good luck because EOTech just released their new pistol sight, and it is a fucking RMR. I mean, it's an RMR with a bigger window. That's yep. really all it is. And it's, I mean, apparently from everything I'm seeing, it's not that good. Mine hasn't lost zero. Uh, and I dropped mine off my kitchen table the other day. Um, I haven't lost zero, but I mean, there are so many people out there who are just like, they've broken it. It's uh, glass cracked, super easy, like all this stuff. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, I think that hollow sun is definitely kicking more ass than a lot of the American manufacturers in that well, sense. You said EOTech. Isn't that the E-Flex? Which one are yeah. you talking about? Yeah, I have the, EO, the EOTech E-Flex. What footprint is that, by the way? Is that RMR Del footprint? No, Delta Point fucking Pro, because it had to be uh -huh. weird. And they had yeah, to compete okay. with the fucking military contract shit. But no, I, 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 I get it. Like, 
but I continue with your point. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, I had to do oh. it while you were fresh on that. No, I mean, that's a great, great, great uh, segue there, but it really, um, you know, the, the features, man, the features, side loading drawers, not having to take the optic off and lose your zero to change the freaking battery, like should be standard. That should be basic. Uh, shake awake should be basic on these optics. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you shouldn't have to turn yes. the optic on and off. You should be able to just take the holster out, set it down, go to sleep, wake up in the morning, put the, put it back in your waistband and go about your business. You know, um, the, the biggest thing, you know, I, I didn't really want to buy the Chinese optics either. I didn't want to support them. But as I said earlier in the podcast, talking about the primary arms uh, one to eight here, uh, I've got this, I've got two of these one to eights and I've got two of the one to six, seven, six, two by three, nine, three in our blackout uh, reticle setups. Um, all, all of these things, the ACSS reticles, man, those ACSS reticles are just, so easy to use they're so intuitive and specifically for the pistol optics the acss vulcan like i said that big outer ring christian mentioned earlier and uh millar also also mentioned not you know not really being into the to the dots kind of fishing for them kind of not really being very intuitive and i'm telling you man get behind one of these ACSS Vulcan reticles and it'll completely change your experience. Uh, with that big outer ring, uh, you know, it's it's cool because you have that chevron as your aiming point. Uh, that chevron gives you from the tip to the bottom of the chevron uh, a little a little bit of, um, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Some Some distance marks. Um, for your drop compensation. Yeah, I think they uh, and, said I think they said the bottom of the chevron's like 70 yards or something like that for the Well, yeah, and, and the instruction booklet tells you what the difference will be for for various calibers you could be putting putting through it, which is a cool feature, but you know, um the, again, the big thing is that big outer ring. Uh you don't see that big outer ring if you're lined up correctly, but if you're not lined up correctly, you're not fishing for that reticle you're not looking all around especially you know you do that under a timer uh or you know you've got some some pressure behind you uh you it, it can make you panic a little bit you're starting to to really fish all over the place looking for that dot but with that big outer ring you have immediately the visual um that you need to to bump you into where the actual aiming point is it's it's phenomenal yeah they have a um, new one coming out i tried to source it so uh i, I do have an old x5 slide and uh, they got a new one coming out for the delta point pro it's it it doesn't have the chevron it's just a certain the huge circle mm -hmm. and the the dot okay a regular 3moa dot in the middle so that one's coming out, they said, sometime Q second quarter. So I'm waiting on that bad boy to slap on that. You know what I'm really excited about? I really want to see that uh, that EPS carry. Uh, but I want to see that EPS carry with the ACSS. With, uh, ACSS. Yeah. Um, I, see, and that's the thing. I love the dot. The dot is so simple to me. Like, I put the dot on what I want to shoot, and I shoot it. Like, there's no... You know, I'm not I'm not really married to the uh, to the Chevron. It doesn't have to be the Chevron. The thing for me is that big outer circle. 
Uh, and in the, you know, the outer circle is not something that I rely on, you know, as I said earlier, a lot of people kind of, kind of poo on the big outer ring. They're like, you know, just, just fix your draw and you won't need it. But I'm telling you, man, uh, irregular shooting positions, uh, especially if you get around that VTAC barricade and you have to do all the weird stuff on, on the bottom and upside down, you know, under, under barriers and things like that. That giant outer ring is just freaking phenomenal. And, you know, I have um, some of the the open emitter ones with the the Vulcan on uh, on angled sites and on the, the 12 o'clock on these reptilia mounts. And, you know, again, for a rifle, uh, when you're moving from a magnified optic to the unmagnified optic at 12 o'clock, that big outer ring is just, it's amazing for getting you right right in on that dot yeah um mike you've you've had quite a few of the acss style uh hollow sun stuff right you had the you had it when it came uh-huh. out i do um i actually have one around here i just it's not mounted or anything just like he um just like white mike said it <laughs> is, uh, like it's excellent so i know you've seen the Hollow Sun 507 competition. Yes. That if they bring that out in a um that window is huge. So and then my dumbass just sold my X5 slide with the RMR footprint, but I'm trying to get it back, even though Zev doesn't make it anymore. But no, I'll slap that bad boy on there. And if they make that in an ACSS Vulcan, it's gonna be over. That's gonna be a great competition one because even like you were saying mike no matter how many times you draw every once in a while just depending on the position the speed you know you weren't focused on the target just yet your eye wasn't sick as soon as like when i pull out the when i on the draw i mean and it's a quick instead of that fishing Mm -hmm. it's just a quick whip. you can get used to it yep so no it's one hell of a um and the craziest thing is that primary arms, you know, we live in the Houston area. They're from, they're based here and they're all big headed. Like we make the best reticles. Uh, I don't think anybody can argue with them. Even their rifle reticles are kind of revolutionary. Yeah. I will say the only thing I've ever had with ACSS was um, my, I had an ACOG when I was in the army and that had some sort of the, the old style ACSS stuff. I've never really fudged with it. Uh, it's not like it's not like I'm an anti it. It's just the dot's simple to me. The dot is where it's at, and I love I love dot life, and I, and I love I love just being able to put optics on handguns. I think that that's probably the best thing you can do is if you have a handgun, train with an optic and get good with an optic because yes, it's quicker. And I realize that there's going to be people out there who say it's not. Uh, there are some times where it's like I'm shooting up close and I don't even look at my dot. It's just point shooting. And then there are sometimes, yeah, that thing is that thing is sweet. But then there's sometimes where um, I'm shooting, I'm shooting farther away, and it's so much faster for me to get hits with a dot than it is for me to get hits with iron sights. And I know, I know that there are so many people out there who are, you know, going to say this and or that. Um, yes, I do shoot over my optic when I'm shooting close, when I'm shooting from retention, or when I'm when I'm shooting quickly close. I do, I do not get my dot into the sight picture. Totally understand that that's something different for a lot of other people, but uh, 
that's just how I've kind of trained to it. Sometimes you miss, sometimes you don't, you know, but I've, I've, I'm getting shot at, I'm training for like, someone's coming after me and I'm, I'm, I'm face deep in an ATM, like, and I need to, I need to turn around and shoot quickly. So that's kind of how I trained for that. I know there are so many other people who don't train that way. So. And that, and that's really what I love so much about this thing. I mean, you see, like, if you're looking at it correctly, you just got the dot in the center, but mm -hmm. if you're off, you know, yeah. you've, you've got that big ring there. And it just puts you right back. Mike, why, why don't you just, you, why don't you just you, move here and work for work for primary arms? Like, I mean, I'm not, right down the road. <laughs> I'm not terribly opposed to that idea, but uh, <laughs> no, it's, I mean, like, again, being able to just snap and, and even, you know, unfamiliar firearms, um, things that, you know, I, I, I definitely picked up, um, pistols that I am not terribly familiar with, but I know this optic pretty well. And, you know, if it's, if it's zeroed correctly and it's set up for the gun, uh, I feel pretty good about this optic and this setup. Um, I just, I, I love just being able to snap in and go into it and feel confident uh, that I'm not over, you know, over analyzing the sights. Uh, what are the what are the irons set up for on this particular gun versus this gun? You know, on these guns they're set at twenty five yards, and on these guns they're set at fifteen. Blah blah blah. Like, you know, it just it's just really easy to just snap to that chevron. So, I don't blame you. Um, what are what are like some of the top three things that everybody puts on a pistol when they get it? Like, what's your first three things you want to put on a gun when you get it? A holster. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm probably the worst person Cover. to ask that about because i mean i had that that gen 4 g19 for what 10 years before i put night sights on it mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah. Holster. i had that sig 228 probably for about 10 years before i uh put night sights on it um oh, so yeah. back in the olden days <laughs> back in the olden days y'all are just gonna make me the diva right i want to <laughs> change every damn thing you know, you know what it is. It's not even. It's not even just that. I, I think now, more accessories are available than ever. And the immediately when the gun comes out, um, you have something available on it. So it's almost as if they're they're leaving. A lot of people, it's it's like they don't sell complete guns on purpose, right? <laughs> so, um, and and I'm and I'm always replacing something that has a purpose, I guess. So. Um, when my, like the new Scorpion came out, I replaced my old Scorpion because it was my home defense gun. So I'm like, oh, well, it needs, a, it needs a suppressor if it's in the house. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, then I ordered one of those. Then I'm like, well, let me get the, this trigger's pretty heavy, but maybe a little too heavy. I can just, so, you know, I just start changing stuff because it's purpose. And then I had a pistol that's downstairs, you know, for home defense. If I'm downstairs. I feel like your home defense pistol has to have night sights on it, right? So I change that out immediately. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, as soon as I get something, I'll be like, what's wrong with this gun? And Mike, 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 I got to ask you, uh, you mentioned your Scorpion. Have you seen the uh, Innovative Arms SC9? I've seen everything from Innovative Arms. Hell yeah. <laughs> Man, that, Hell. Um, so Pew Culture on uh, Instagram. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's got one of those in the in the group. 
that shows up pretty often. And, you know, I, I'm, I guess I'm kind of old school. I like, I, I think scorpions should have a K in them. Um, but, you know, with the, the newer, some of the newer iterations that are coming out with the, the scorpions, uh, I'm, I'm starting to get a little more interested and that innovative arms, uh, integrally suppressed upper just, it speaks to me. It, it's calling I'm, me. I'm really interested in, cause I have the newer, the newest model, the Evo three plus, mm-hmm. and I'm really interested to see what they do with that model. So it's really like all plastic. Yeah. So, you know, I was waiting for HB industries to make a, um, a, you know, metal hand guard. And then I'm like, once they do that, innovative arms are going to get into, because they're going to get into that build really deep. So I'm like, whatever they can do, if I can send mine in to get that done, all their stuff is sweet. And, and it, it, um, what is it? It's durable. So, um, Pew Culture, when he, 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 for some reason, he's making hella videos with his as yeah. of late, but he says he's had that almost a decade. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. That thing's durable, man. Yeah, he's he's from out my way. Um, I I actually met him originally in a range that I was working at, and mm-hmm. uh, and he's he's just freaking awesome. I love what he's doing, uh, for the gun community. I love watching him at the range. Uh, you know, whenever he's out there, uh, doesn't matter what he has, what cool thing, machine guns, you know, integrally su- uh, suppressed stuff people start to, you know, kind of get big eyes and look around and look at him and look at his stuff. And he's just like, come on over here and shoot this. Um, he stops and, you know, helps people um, with their, with their aiming, with their draw, you know, if they're having cycling issues with their guns, he's just super cool, dude. I'm, I'm I feel blessed knowing him. Nice. I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, your scorpion sucks. Get a BNT GHM nine. Um. <laughs> yeah, I shoot. I shot it. It's a. It's nice. It definitely substantial feel to it. But I shot my Scorpion way faster. Just yeah. saying. I still outshot you. <laughs> so you know what? Maybe it's because I haven't been on the podcast. You love lying on this podcast. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what. Oh, you haven't been listening, have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> he loves lying, but like what? I am not lying. I'm telling the god awful truth here. <laughs> it's your fault. You suck, Mike. You don't get out enough and shoot anymore. You, you know the one so thing. Now, just... not only did he beat me, I suck. Oh my yep. god! <laughs> so you know the the, the one thing I was going to kind of like loop back to that we didn't really cover is what mags everybody's running uh, oh, for man. for for rifle because obviously pistols you're kind of limited. So like what? What uh obviously Duramag. Mike always loves to steal my Duramags. Yeah, I saw a Duramag. <laughs> this has a Duramag. <laughs> my lighting's pretty horrible over here, but the gold, the gold ones. I got some gold twenties. Yeah. I got uh I got some green twenties. I've got a couple gray twenties. I've got the twenties, the steel twenties. I've got everything from Duramag. Thank oh, you. Oh, you know what? But Aside so, aside from PMAG, I do have some others that I actually like. I like those KCIs. Yeah, I like the KCI. I had I had a few of them come with something. They're AR Max. They're AR Max. Yeah, KCI. Just a thirty because I know they do like the 
like those crazy drums too, right? Oh no! That's, oh wow! Isn't that um? Or maybe I the. No, Pro I thought Mac, KCI yeah. does like the big. No, oh, I, yeah, I don't have it. I don't. You're, you're thinking well, of Pro Mac. Have a thirty. And I've taken that out. Yeah, with us, you know, trying to bang it down, drop, dropping, um, you know, mag Always asking to borrow my ammo. <laughs> and then that, so that one, and um, I got a bunch of lancers for some reason. How did I get all those? I don't know. So you were solid. you were on a you were on a lancer kick. You're like, what do you think these lancers? I'm like, they're terrible. And you're like, I like and, them. Well, the, the, the lancers are well. I haven't had a malfunction or anything with them. The funny thing is, it the test really starts when it starts to get all the suppressor poo in there. Yeah, and then you start to see which ones hold up. <laughs> well, I, I honestly, I think. Uh... Like when I was talking earlier, this is before you were on Mike, but I was talking about um, needing the forward assist. Like I, I've been mm-hmm. running the Brownells uh, 30 rounders, which are done by um, OK Industries. Mm-hmm. And I, I have had multiple times where the round like half extra or half, half chambers and the bolt rides over it and dents the shit out of it. And it's completely bent. And sometimes it will actually pull it all the way in and it's bent. I can't pull the charging handle back. I can't get it in without taking the, the um, forward assist and literally banging it on like uh, I've been using the, the tailgate on uh, the gator that we have at my dad's farm. So I, I literally hit it on that jam it in there, fire the thing, which then reforms the casing and then ejects. But the, I literally have like, I don't know. It, I, it's I, I'm not sure it's the mags because again, like I'm throwing it into a suppressed situation. I have started mm-hmm. to shift to um, spring cove flat springs, and the mm-hmm. f- first time I ran that, um, I did not have a malfunction, and those are supposed to provide like equal pressure pushing up. Um, so those are it's still still kind of reviewing those are still up for uh uh review yeah. as to if they solve the problem or not but yeah suppressed there's a yeah. whole different ball game into it Duramax, yeah, i don't think i have enough rounds suppressed to say anything you know is tried and true yeah so, i mean the, I, my duramags have been great i gotta jump in here because like i said earlier i run so much pws stuff <laughs> uh you know long stroke piston adjustable gas uh, I don't have to worry about things not cycling. Yeah, like, you are every, correct. Every, <laughs> everything cycles all of the time. It always works. I hate to be that guy because, you know, there's always a problem. There's always something that comes up. But PWS just works like that. It just does it. So as far as mags go, um, you know, I love Dura mags, especially the 762 by 39 AR mags. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, there are no other... 762 by 39 AR mags. Duramag's the way to do it. Um, you know, I have just an absolute butt ton of uh, P mags, obviously. Uh, I've got a bunch of E mags uh, that I ended up getting through work. Um, you know, the HK steel magazines and the, uh, the E-Lander uh, basically clone hk steel magazines um you know but as far as like standard like gi aluminum type magazines uh really 
you know, I have, I have a bunch of okay industries, but you know, for me, the, the Duramag's the way to go as far as the, uh, the aluminum style. Um, you know, I, I have to say I've got a bunch of Lancers as well. Um, and in some of my, uh, direct impingement guns, you know, maybe I've had them be a little bit sluggish when they were extra dirty, especially shooting suppressed. Um, but again, you know, long stroke piston, PWS, adjustable gas, everything runs. Uh, about the only thing that I've put in those guns that choked or, or had any kind of feed issues were, um, what are those, uh, the Sentry Hex Mags? But, you know, as Ooh, much as I don't trash. like... Those are worse than fucking Lancer, man. <laughs> they're, they're down. They're down your way too, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they are. They're they're out this way, and you know they they partnered really heavy with that range that I was working at, and uh, you know we we kept having guns go out to the range, rental guns uh, with hex mags, and just failing all over the place, and it, you know it creates a really poor experience for uh especially because people that are renting guns often don't have guns they're there renting because they're trying them out or because they're trying to get you know better you know like a new experience or something well hey hey mike uh have fun taking off uh we know you gotta go <laughs> yeah I, I can hear them kicking our ass right now so i gotta <laughs> well man go have fun with the family thank you for coming on man and everyone's going to be happy to thank, hear from thanks you, so. for coming on all right fellas. Nice meeting see you mike. next time it's just yeah, us three now and it's two or three some now <laughs> Kinky. but uh but but yeah man like i i really i mean if you if you hear me talk uh about gear and guns and stuff like that uh i i'm always honest I try to be kind while being honest and I try really not to, to beat on companies too hard, but man, those, those century hex mags are not it. That's not it. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel your, I feel your pain there and I, and I feel your pain there because in California, those were, uh, those were some of the, like the only AR mags that you could get because they were plentiful. They were everywhere. Uh, and I mean, they nobody were, wanted them. Yeah, well, they, nobody wanted well, they, them, and they're they ten also rounders. were they were easily convertible from ten to thirty. No, they're not. Yeah. They have uh the hex mags. They have a whole block in them that you can't take out. Like it's an integral part of the housing. Um, uh, from from the ones I've seen, you literally can pop the base plate off. Yeah, you and can then pop the base plate off, and portion. then you can pop the base plate off, and then you can go look, and you can see this huge giant freaking uh piece of plastic that's like melted in there. It's built into the body, the magazine mm -hmm. body. Yep. yep. Interesting, because uh, yeah. yeah, the the ones when I researched it, people were actually popping those out. Yeah. So there was there was I think that was probably their first generation. Oh. Okay. I know their their second gen or whatever I have because I have two of them literally sitting right here and they're stupid. Um, yeah, I only own three and I haven't run them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you, if you pop the bottom off, if they're 10 round, if they're, if they're 10 round compliant, um, you know, I only go thirties. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I just like everyone should. <laughs> yeah. But that's, uh, you know, being, being other, in California, you're it's kind of the only thing you can get there. Other than surefire sixties. I think that those are okay too. Oh yeah. The surefire sixties are pretty sweet. Yeah. I got um, one of those. <laughs> I, I, I want one. I just can't, it, they're never in stock anywhere. Um, I, I got blessed, uh, my, uh, my buddy that I was talking about earlier, 
um, who was who the unofficial Surefire rep. Um, I was working at a place where we were selling them, so I bought one. Uh, and then he ended up kicking one to me. And then we were at a competition together at one point. And the actual Surefire rep for the area showed up and gave me one there. So oh, wow. I only had to I only had to pay one and I ended up with three. So what? Yeah, I, how much you I, want uh, for one of them? Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> a huge, uh, huge thank you to my uh, my buddy Anthony because he he had a few of them and I that's actually how I met him. Um, and uh, yeah, I got mine for a pretty reasonable uh, deal too. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, um, the the thing that sucks though is servicing them, um, taking them apart to clean them requires like a mechanical engineering degree there <laughs> yeah because it, it goes from a regular like dual feed to a quad stack right mm -hmm. yeah that it's, sounds terrible it's terrible it is absolutely terrible and it is the one thing that i think the magpul d60s really have over the surefire mm. uh 60 rounds uh the d60s are just super easy to open super easy to clean super easy to put back together yeah. um it looks like I, they discontinued the hundred yeah they did i kind of wish i like i kind of wish i got one just to have one like a long ass time ago they discontinued them. yeah it's yeah. i think they discontinued them in like 2020 they're, or a they're little pretty, earlier they're pretty wonky um the big thing that i appreciate about the 60 rounders is that they are the size of 230 rounds so they fit in mag pouches um, you know, if, if something's designed to hold two 30 round magazines, you can throw that 60 rounder in there pretty easy. Um, and that's obviously something that the Magpul D60 does not have going for it, uh, because as a drum, it's pretty awkward. So yeah. you're, you're basically throwing that thing in like a, a saw pouch or like a, something like a, a big GP pouch. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to use dedicated magazine pouches for something like that. Yeah, and the crappy part too is that Brownells no longer carries the Surefire sixty round mag. I mean, they're never in, so I think that's one of those things. They probably made a judgment call to remove it because yeah, they were like, find Fuck that. Yeah, he can't stock it. <laughs> just remove it off of there. Don't tease yeah. us. Well, they can't stock most of the freaking muzzle devices. Every time they get one in, it's out of stock within like twenty four hours. Oh, the Surefire ones? Yeah, they're oh, always yeah. gone. I mean, I feel like that's with a lot of things these days. It seems like everything is still um, just crazy as far as people jumping on stuff. Yeah. Well, so, so I, I, I can say that while I don't know Surefire's production schedule uh, or how they allot what goes to the civilian market versus their military contracts... I can say um, working for a company that does a lot of military contracts, having worked for other companies that do military contracts, what is very common is, uh, you know, allotting something for a large order. Uh, let's say somebody orders, you know, 980 of something. Uh, they might just go ahead and make that even thousand. You've got 980 that goes to the contract. And then you've got 20 that are now available uh, for whoever, for civilian sales or, or whatever else. So um, obviously, you know, not those numbers exactly, but it's pretty common for companies that do large military contracts to kind of look at what their, 
their bread and butter is, which are these big contracts, uh, and just kind of rounding the numbers. Um, often it doesn't really make sense to kind of gauge the civilian market, to gauge the casual shooter market and figure out what they're going to buy when you are, I mean, the government doesn't ask questions. The government doesn't return things. Uh, the government doesn't say, oh, but there's a cosmetic blemish on this thing. I, I want my money back or I want you to give me a percentage off. So a lot of companies like that just they just they don't really look out for us because we're not the we're not the customer. I absolutely agree that those cosmetic blend people who bitch about little little tiny things, mm -hmm. I'm like, who cares? Like to me, if I get a gun that shows up pre scratched, I could just say I used it more than I did. You know? <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big believer in buying cosmetic blends um, <laughs> because. I mean, as long as it passes all of the all of the QC stuff, you know, you had mentioned Arrow earlier and some and some issues there, um, issues in general with manufacturers. And really, you know, I'm I'm not quite one of those guys who's like, there's only five forges and it doesn't matter. I'm not quite to that level, but I will say the the big thing that separates, you know, like a an Arrow or a PSA from you know your knights or your noveski or, or what have you uh, it's all down to quality control you know most of these companies aside from their um you know their their fancy extra things they're throwing on their uppers and lowers uh the real difference is what they will accept what they will allow go through their quality control process and Having worked as a, as a machinist for a time when I was at SNS Precision, I can tell you that you know you you put calipers on something and you see that it is or is not within the spec that you need, but you're looking at this part and you're like, this will totally work, you know, and that's what happens at these companies. You have companies like Anderson Manufacturing. People talk a lot of smack about Andersons, and there are a lot of people that are, are like, "Man, I got a really good one. This thing is awesome. It's really, it's really good." Well, because they have such a wide uh, tolerance that they will accept a wide, uh, a wide, um, you know, degree uh, that they will that they'll accept. It it really allows for that. It allows for you to have the ones that are really good and the ones that aren't so good. Uh, especially when you start stacking tolerances, you have multiple parts coming together that are all way out on the edges of that tolerance versus again, like a Knights or a Noveski or something where they're ultra picky about that. So everything's really in the narrow end of that spectrum. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like uh, Sons of Liberty is that way because they yeah. supposedly gauge everything that comes through the door. Uh, my fear at least currently with them is they're so hype how how do you control the volume coming through the door that they have and maintain that i i think that they they, they either batch it or uh I, I mean they just say that they do i mean um lmt says the same thing you know everything that comes through our doors is perfect but then you go into like any of the lmt owners groups 
-hmm. and you can see that LMT, like people, people are hating LMT now because they're like, how dare you, how dare you give me this product that, that you fucked up and LMT will make it right. But I mean, people, people literally sit there and, and bash LMT because they, they fucked up a steak job or, or something, you know, like. I'm trying to remember somebody in a face, I think it was a Facebook um, like group message that I'm in of a bunch of local folks. Um, I'm trying to remember if it was a LWRC or if it was a LMT, but one of the two, they literally had not drilled the hole for the buffer retainer spring. Hmm. And so like somebody bought it, didn't notice that. Like went through the full background check, picked it up, and the thing was not drilled out. Well, it's like that's I mean, nuts. You always get manufacturing screw ups. Like there's there's never yeah. uh I have a Roscoe barrel right now on my thirteen one of my thirteen point nine Roscoe barrels. The feed ramps are are just annoying. Like they weren't causing an issue, but since I've used it so much, they're they're now to the point where it's like I have to either have Roscoe replace it. Uh, or I have to look at just ha- just taking it to a gunsmith or sending it off to Alex and be like, "Look, can you fix the feed ramps on this thing? Because it's pissing me off." Like I'm, I'm legitimately, and I, I, I'm just at the point where I'm like, I either want to get rid of it or something because I, I want to shoot it, but at the same time, I fucking hate shooting it. Like I, I hate mm-hmm. shooting it because I know it causes problems. So it's like, and I know that it just has feed is, issues or what? Yeah, what, what's yeah, going the on? right, the right feed ramp is just is just uh yeah yeah okay too yeah much. we talked about this because i think mine mine on that 11.5 i showed you it's literally like it i think it's just a hair over it hasn't caused any issues mine is severely um, over it's causing issues but i mean you'll always get manufacturing defects especially in companies that push out large quantities of product who do very very quick qc um yep. the reason why knights isn't on the shelf is because well you know what kind of when it leaves the fucking door it's kind of been proven before it left um and that's a lot of things you know like uh with geisley too um geisley's had some barrel issues recently that they've addressed and fixed but some of their barrel issues some people are getting their barrels they're like hey uh with match ammo i'm shooting five inches like what the fuck and guys is like oh yeah well we fucked up and we let a bunch of stuff go out the door that wasn't supposed to but they fix it but at the same time quantity equals someone's gonna fuck up somewhere yep well uh you know Millar, you had raised the the question about Sons of Liberty. Um, you know, Mike Mahelski uh, makes a really great rifle, hires really good people. Um, he has done a bunch of armorers courses at that that range that I used to work at in Virginia Beach. And you know, talking with him, talking with his guys, uh, they they really believe in, in their product. They really believe in what they're doing. Um, they're very big on specs. They're very big on, you know, just simple things like staking castle nuts, who to thunk, you know, um, they actually, they actually follow the armor's book. Uh, they, they follow the manual and, and do things correctly. Um, you know, is it possible that something will get out the door? Maybe, I guess, but, you know, everything <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, everything, everything I've seen from them has just been, you know, just spot on and, uh, and really good. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised to hear about that, that bull carrier group. And I feel like, 
you know, I don't know if you went to them to get it replaced or just replace the rings yourself, but, you know, they stand behind everything they do. Um, they're really big on that. And I like, I don't have any relationship with Sons of Liberty. I don't work for them, don't have anything going on, but I just, I've been super impressed with uh, their customer service, how they look after people, how they take care of stuff. And also, you know, their project sending, sending guns into California the way they are. I, I love that. I love everything well, about it. Yeah, You're I, on yeah. a podcast with the one guy who got the world's worst customer service from Sons of Liberty Gun. Well, I know I'm not the only one. Um, <laughs> I hate that. I hate but, hearing uh, it. I want to know more about it, but I hate hearing it. Yeah, I I, I don't I, – hold on. What was that? A two and a half, three months of uh, chasing them? And they still didn't fix it. Yeah. and really? And uh, Mike gave – like he posted on Instagram. I was like, hey, like – he posted his cell number up. I was like, you mind? I give you a call and tell you about the experience I had. Mm-hmm. And I called him, left him a message, no call back. And I'm like, I'm not chasing him like anymore. When we had like Alex on, Alex was just like slap new rings in it, run it. If it fails again, reach back out to them. But yeah, I spent the first person I, I spoke with literally was like, yeah, send the bolt carrier back. Um, He's like, we'll take a look at it, gauge it out. And he's like, most likely we'll probably just send you a new one. I was like, okay, cool. Like, send me over the RMA. I'll send it back to you. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it was nothing after that. They wound up, I think that dude got fired. Then I started working with another customer service agent. And it, it was just continual, like, promises that never were delivered on. And then... When I got to Mike with the um, with the cell phone number, like like I left him a message. He could have called me back. And a lot of like I had somebody post on my YouTube about the bolt carrier group experience, and the guy's like, "Oh, as a millennial, I would have thought you could just text him." I'm like, "That's besides the point. Like I shouldn't have to spend three months chasing somebody for something that originally their customer service person said they were just going to replace." Yeah. And yeah, so I, like I said, I just kind of rolled with it. I mean, it partly may have been because I was overgassed. I mean, at the start of running it, I think I was running a white spring. I can't even remember if I had the H2. I think I had the H2 in there. Um. So yeah, some of it might have been, you know, just the way that I had my gas system tuned out with my buffer system. Um. But again, that was also when I had a massive gas leak. So it's hard to believe that that was part of it but yeah i don't know i'm i'm in the i don't i don't know i guess if i'm in the outlier i'm the one that is a little more more outspoken on it um Mm -hmm. i actually had a not going to say any names um but i had an individual that actually told me not to come forth and say anything because all of the sons of liberty fans out there would then attack me for it and um I, Mm. i think that's quite the opposite has happened um with what I've seen on my YouTube, I, I honestly think Sons has actually lost sales off of that, um, which sucks. I mean, I own three of their bolt carrier groups. I own multiple of their lowers. I own multiple of their barrels. I continue to buy their products. Um, yeah. But ultimately, I mean, customer service is is key. Well, yeah. that's, a, that's the thing, too, is, is I, I feel like you just had a shitty customer service experience and I feel like you fell through the cracks um, because I, you know, I continue to see people who post up extremely positive customer service experience with, with Suns. Um, mm-hmm. But again, 
you are a pretty close friend of mine. I would, I would, you know, I've seen exactly how you reached out to them. I've, you've shown me and, and, and read me the emails. I know exactly what you've, what you've gone through. I know your frustration um, I mean, because I've had the same thing with other companies. So it's like the shitty part is, is yeah, I don't, I don't know if Mike is either a willing to willing to fix or even cares. He's like, it's one fucking bolt care group. You know, I, that could be, that could be, that could be what he's saying. That could very well not be what he's saying. What I am saying though, is you had a really shitty experience and that's the same thing I said with the shield arms mags. Yeah. When I posted up the, when I posted up my video about the shield arms mags, I got fucking throated by the internet. I mean, they were like, how dare you talk anything bad about shield? I got 9 million rounds through my Glock and I've never had a single problem. And I'm just like, okay. And in my yeah. video, I said, if you've got something and it's fucking working, it's working, but mine's not. And I'm giving yeah. you guys the review. So it's like, yeah, I think that I think the internet hasn't found your review of some Liberty Gunwork Bolt Care Group yet. Because uh, I mean, they're they're welcome to. Like I said, I, the responses and stuff that I've put on there, and the other thing is, uh, and I, I don't know if Mike, you're aware of this, but um, I I mean, I went to Sotar for the Armors course, so like, oh, wow. I've I've actually went and educated myself on this exactly with I mean, Mike's buddy <laughs> yeah. to put it. Uh, yeah. to put it uh i think frank um so he that's he's actually chad's about 15 20 minutes up the road from where i shoot so hmm. um so yeah i mean when people look at my review that have actually uh seen it they look at that they see this dude went to sotar this dude had a problem with a product sons of liberty didn't stand behind it and i don't want to beat a dead horse on it I'd love to chat with Mike about it, but honestly, at this point, I mean, it's been probably a year and a half and I'm kind of over it. Yeah. Um, but well, well um, you know, it's been you, that long. you could, you could always just buy a PWS rifle because, <laughs> uh, you know, aside from the fact that it'll be amazing to begin with, uh, they have <laughs> absolutely the best customer service just, it's bonkers. Um, I, I, I'm in a PWS group on Facebook, uh, that people that work for the company are in and the just stupidity sometimes I see them faced with, and they're just, they have a big old smile on their face and they're like, yep, pack it up, send it to us. We'll take a look at it, fix it for you. Um, they have just been amazing. I've, I've sent customers to them, uh, when I was selling their rifles, I've so sent people otherwise and just like, they're, they're just phenomenal. So I just had to give, uh, another, I can actually, uh, yeah, I can actually stand behind that one. Uh, I had parts arrive today from them. Oh, what'd you get from them? Um, so, and I, my BRN 180 build and hoodlum's going to laugh because I haven't got this. I haven't had this thing out yet. I still got to throw an optic on it. Um, but Christian that was on earlier. Um, he brought to my attention that if you're running a 30 cal can on those BRN 180s with 223 wild barrel, mm -hmm. supposedly when you switch to suppress setting, they were having issues cycling. Hmm. So, so I reached out to them because Christian had reached out to them and um, they provided him um, and piston stuff is all new to me, but um, they provided him different sized gas port. Uh, and he, they sent me a bunch of stuff. And since I'm not that well versed on piston stuff, I don't want to sound, uh, 
<laughs> uneducated on that, but they gave me basically everything I'd need to uh, to run it with a 30 cal can and be able to switch from suppressed and unsuppressed and actually function as it should. That's uh, that's really good to know because uh, you know my my only can is this Dead Air Sandman S, which is a 30 caliber can. So, um, and and I have been eyeing those those 180 uppers uh, in addition to just being a really cool setup, kind of uh, that that retro um, feel to them. Being made by PWS is of course a uh, a strong strong point for me as well. Yeah, it's I mean, so they're, uh, and yeah, Hoodlum was going to give me crap because I mean, I haven't run it yet, but I like, I got the parts, so I have them on hand so that I can change it. And it probably all depends on what cans you're running. Christian, and I both run rugged cans, which was one of the reasons why I just jumped on it because I was like, I want to have the parts on hand. So if it's not working, I can just swap it out and run it. And I mean, they literally sent me three different size gas ports um, to test out. So I can like tune my build basically off of that. Uh, I they definitely I yeah uh, PWS I can definitely say is awesome. <laughs> That's the thing though is every like PWS I've had their Mark One One Six Pro great great gun just wasn't super accurate. Um, and then I had I had shot I didn't have I shot my buddy's One One Six Mod One. Uh, that one was dumb accurate with fifty five grain stuff, but with seventy seven grain and sixty nine grain stuff just kind of shot kind of shitty um but he loves that thing and he has he has a blast with it. it's one of his uh pig guns and then there are so many people on the internet who you you talk to or they post up their stories all the time because they want to be uh well known but they have a lot of issues with some of those pws uppers because apparently uh, pws has kind of shitty customer service from what i've heard i don't know i don't know that to be um, uh, for certain but that's what people that's great that's crazy like yeah i think everybody has different experiences is what we're finding out here it's yeah it's really who you get a hold of and uh, obviously on the sons of liberty end of things uh I, and i i don't know if you had heard this mike but um i've heard that mike actually on podcast acknowledged that their customer service is horrible he's apparently done it on a couple of them um and again i don't want to beat a dead horse but yeah it sounds like whoever you get a hold of really depends on how they handle the situation how yeah. their day is going <laughs> yeah i i'm just i'm shocked i'm not shocked about sons of liberty i mean i i, I can see that i guess uh, i am 100 percent shocked to hear anybody say that about pws because i just man i i mean there, there were times uh, when I I called them to to talk about you know a, a part that I wanted or just a question that I had, and I ended up talking to them on the phone for like two hours, and they're just <laughs> just you know just shooting the shit, talking about guns, and they're just the coolest people. I mean, uh, I, I yeah, I mean I, I believe it. Obviously, I'm not gonna doubt anybody's experience and. Everybody, you know, like you said, you get people on a bad day or you get people that don't understand the issue you're having. But I just I've never personally experienced or even heard of anything less than just completely just stellar customer service from PWS. Oh, then you need to watch Gun Thoughts about their their best rifles of 
that because they all apparently all of them got to witness the shit show customer service from PWS. So, yeah, I'm gun thoughts. You said I'm gonna look into that. They're they're pretty pretty well known on on the yeah. internet. Uh, they're 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 really cool. Like hipster younger guys you know like <laughs> like our age bracket so um but yeah thank I mean, you for calling me a younger guy <laughs> hey man we're, i think we're all pretty young and sexy uh the issue that i see a lot of is fake or not not necessarily fake but how would I, how would I put that? Like it's not fake customer service, but they don't get the outcome they want. So it's even though over, it's a positive outcome, it's still it's still not good enough for them. Over promise, under deliver. No, no, because the the outcome is still a positive outcome, but they didn't get like a bunch of free shit and stuff like that. Is really really what a lot of company like a lot of people I think have come to kind of expect like, oh well, my shit doesn't work, so now you owe me free stuff because it doesn't work there was yeah. a guy who um had a piss poor like a piss poor review of a geisley super duty 14.5 and he got it back and it had a scratch on it and he was like how fucking dare you scratch my gun and i'm like that's your that's your takeaway from that like you're upset that they scratch they fixed your issue like but you're yeah. upset that they scratched it okay man like if that's it like i get it like but I, I don't know. I mean, I don't get it. I, I personally feel like, you know, I kind of want to find that guy and scratch his gun again. I, uh, I, I felt the <laughs> same way. And and the thing is, is it's like, because he kind of said, well, this is like my only gun. I don't have a ton of money. Totally get it. You don't have a ton of money. You shouldn't worry about a scratch. Like you should yep. not worry about, I mean, and when I talk, I mean, yeah, it just, was a just bring it over. I'll throw some Aluma black on it. Yeah, I know. Right. Like it was just this little <laughs> tiny little Nick. Like this little tiny little nick, and and some people, dude, their guns are like more important than their fucking children. But and and I I don't necessarily understand that either. But it, it's I don't know. To me, I've had these things fucking fall off of things. I've I've thrown them on the ground intentionally. I, I, I don't care. But again, there's so many people who are fucking weird about that stuff. Yeah. I think I, I, I can be a little weird about it, like, initially, until I, like, get the initial scratches, if that makes sense. Like, I'm like, yeah, oh, you don't want so someone, like, yeah, like, I'm like, else. oh, this thing's sick. And then when I run it for a bit and I get the scratches on there, then I'm like, all right, let's run this shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've never, I have never been that way. Oh, fucking throw it on the ground. I had a buddy of mine who accidentally dropped my gun. He was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, what the fuck are you sorry for? Like, pick it up, shoot it. <laughs> who cares? Huh. Like. It's it's not a problem. Like yeah, I I got to the point where you know I'll not even most of my guns, but a, a bunch of my guns are beat up and painted and repainted, and you know I started um, taking guns out into the woods and into the swamps and you know doing doing hunting stuff, and you know I I got over condition stuff real quick. I was never super crazy about that i never wanted anything to be spotless but you know i, I kind of like like took care of my stuff and you know I'd, I'd avoid getting it scratched but you know once i started painting stuff and kind of you know dragging stuff around on boats and you know dragging it through the muck and the swamp climbing up trees and stuff i just i got over all of that stuff i care that it shoots i care that it cycles 
Mm-hmm. I care that it does what it's supposed to do. The important stuff. The important yeah, that's, stuff. That's really all you need. You know, can I, can if I point the dot here, will I still hit here? That's, that's all that matters. That's right. I think we covered a ton tonight and I had a blast. How about y'all? Yeah, it was super nah. pleasurable. Hey man, thank you for, thank you for joining us again, Mike, you know, white Mike yeah, this huge, time. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> thank you for joining us again. Uh, definitely <laughs> love to have you on again, uh, in the future. You're definitely a, a pleasure to talk to and, uh, Definitely love to have you on again. Well, thanks, yeah. guys. I love being here. <laughs> well, Millar, do you want to lead us out? I do want to give oh, one wait. quick shout out. Wait, Mike, do you want to tell people where they should find you on Instagram or socials or anything? We didn't say that the other day in our other podcast. Uh, sure. I mean, uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm authentic frontier gibberish. Uh, and, you know, you can email me at work. I'm Michael W at mapbox.com. Uh, if you have any questions about bat box stuff or you just want to shoot the shit, talk about guns, say what's up. <laughs> I called you the other day and I accidentally called you the wrong name. Um, I was, I, it's so funny. I was I was looking at an email I was sending to somebody else and I was calling you and I'm looking at their name asking, oh, is this person there? And I'm like, wait, no, why would he be there? <laughs> so I'm, I always apologize about that. But uh, um, yeah, man, thank you for coming on. And Malar, who's your shout out to uh, you know, I'm going to mention a couple of things quick here. Um, but Eastern Shore Sling Company, you know, they helped me with my helmet, uh, my night vision retention setup, my custom setup. And then I had him do a Baofeng radio wing to mount in my Spiritus plate carrier, which turned out pretty awesome. Um, so I want to give him a shout out. And then aside from that, um, you know, I assist with the Junkyard Ops social media. Uh, so I just want to give you guys heads up they're having a pretty big sale on the forward control designs acfs and they do have um the bootleg adjustable bolt carrier groups um that they are blowing out right now as well as a crazy price so just throw that out there um i have so many affiliates and other things right now but love my brownells love my boring rifles i'm branded ar my crew brownells boring rifles all the all the good stuff and uh, thank you to junkyard ops for i don't really know what junkyard ops does but thank you to them they um, they're gonna bring back some uh camo mags soon oh there's there's a big there's a big demand for those and they are coming i will not state what kind what what the color scheme is but um you just gotta stay tuned run suppress stay blessed guys if really expensive seracoded mags are about to show up on the market um so get those in as soon as possible i have yeah i've got nothing more you know so uh malar you want to lead what you're saying run suppress stay blessed <laughs> and i can't say what i used to say so i'll be say be a hoodlum <laughs>